Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. The great thing about Trigger Happy TV is that the um, the sketches that they do would work even if it wasn't a hidden camera show. Yeah, like they are just funny, and yeah. and the the layer of there being like it happening to real people, it just makes it extra sort of funny. It's just the, just the soundtrack alone, is, and the, is, sa- oh, the fe- soundtrack's so, so good, good. which features unintended by me. I think I think there's a Radiohead track on there. There's um, Granddaddy on there. There's Monaco on there. There's what's that song I always just think of as a? It's just a song that is just a a, a trigger happy song, as far as I'm concerned. Even though it is Is the theme, the theme song. No, it's it's Novocaine for the soul. Oh yeah, yeah, the Eels Eels song. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, 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 that is just trigger. But of course, of course, also the theme song. That's uh, that's Connection by Elastica. Yeah, I great remember, soundtrack. Um, hearing the the full track for the first time and being it was so jarring. I was like, oh, weird, it's still right? Going, yeah, 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 yeah. But cool. Oh, yeah. guys, let's do a bonus episode oh. on the Trigger Happy TV soundtrack. That's genuinely an idea. I'm bang up. <laughs> yeah, but also like it's all it's all on um, channel four, all four, whatever it's called. At the moment. That's what we were just other, saying. Yeah, other, you, other yeah. streaming services are available. You got to go uh, but back and not watch for Trigger, Trigger Happy. Happy you TV. have to watch it on all four. That's true. But also on all four is the new Trigger Happy that he did just for all four, which is actually quite good. Instead oh, of the yeah. big phone, he has a big Bluetooth uh, earpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. But also, uh, hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music we're a podcast that focuses Wait, on it's about music og yeah, fees in their end 
entirety doing deep dives on one artist at a time we're currently in season two which is called are you amused a critical analysis of the history cultural impact and music of muse we are going through their entire career album by album track by track track. asking questions like does context matter when you're listening to music does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output and this season we're of course asking are you amused amused and to be clear, we're asking if you are amused by the band Mused, not whether or not you're amused by us, the host of this season, Are You Amused, to which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, and Glasspool. I'm joined, as always, by my very sexy co-hosts, Steve Murphy. Oh. That's, that's actually too sexy. And Lucas Way. <laughs> that's just sexy enough. We're, of course, on our quest to answer the question, what is music? Uh, I think music is the product of a human connecting with something ineffable. What do you guys think music is? The the uh, the, the the intro to my soul. The entrance to my soul. Intro to deep. My soul. something deep or something. Okay. What about okay, yeah. Lucas? What about our soul? No. Nope. Okay. No, How are you, no, no. guys? Um, thanks man since we last spoke it's been a long five minutes since the last episode no long no 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 for the law this is two weeks on sorry it's been two weeks i got some gin and i went to the toilet i went to the toilet two weeks i bought two beers back from the fridge in the last two weeks jesus christ that's uh you know we've been on some epic journeys lucas what have you done the last two weeks i went for a wee Oh, Jesus Christ! I also uh, got, harkening back to our conversation got, about how long you wee for before I calling also, the emergency services. I also got beer, and I also uh, cleared out space on my computer quickly before recording because I realised oh I might God, run out of space mid episode. Otherwise, <laughs> okay, good. yeah, that, it, well, that would be a problem. You live your life right up well, against it's because the I'm downlo- It's because I'm downloading. Acceptable. Like I'm, I'm currently on a mass downloading of Moose bootlegs, and it's I've, I've got a lot. <laughs> Moose boot. Is it called moose? Moose and a moose boosh leg. There's a joke there somewhere. Lucas, has this reawakened your uh, sort of active love of muse in terms of downloading bootlegs and stuff like that? Exactly that, and also in the hope that I might like convince you guys to sort of like cover some of them in some form or fashion. So I'm like, let's just have them. Hey, let's just have them just in case, baby. I will cover anything you want me to cover, especially because our schedule means we have to uh, stretch the season a little bit. And to be honest, I'll do anything if you call it a moose bouche legs. Yes, excellent. Look forward to our new bonus episodes that are called a moose bouche legs. That's actually uh, let's really good. Get on with it. Get We're going through it. the discography of jam band extraordinaire's muse from three different perspectives. Me, I'm very analytical and deeply into the context of music. Steve, you are moderately thoughtful about music, mm. bit of a, like a normal person. And Lucas, you are less engaged in sort of the ongoing milieu of modern music. Is that yeah. is that fair? Unless it's Muse, in which case I'm deeply engaged. Sure. The other thing is that I'm not really that much of a Muse fan. I used to be, but I'm not really that much anymore. Lucas, you are a massive uh, Muse fan. They're your favourite band. Steve, you're somewhere in the middle of that, like some of their output, but aren't necessarily aware of their entire oeuvre. That's exactly on the last right. on the last episode, uh, we started looking at Absolution, and on this episode, we're going to 
continue looking at absolution so if this is your first episode of this podcast that you're listening what? to what don't do? do that what are you what are you doing? like i would say i would at? say go to the first episode but but at the very least go what to absolution part one what are you doing or what are or you doing don't listen at all wait okay. until we finish the season oh. and then listen to it all backwards some people That's do bad some advice people, some people genuinely will listen to the latest episode of a podcast and listen to it all backwards like Scum. a large amount of people absolutely scum I, I, as far that. as i'm concerned we don't want you as listeners if you're doing that and you're that kind of person switch off right now i don't understand what why would what it happened I will, I will listen to a podcast for the first time and then I will go and I will... I've, I don't think I've ever gone and listened to every single episode because it's too many things. Uh, I so was, I, will, I will go and pick and choose. I'll then get selective in what I listen I was to. A, um, well, I am still, but I don't listen anymore. Um, but I was a big fan of the Ellis, James and John Robbins podcast and they, they um, people would constantly email or text in to say that they would literally listen to it in reverse order. Like a lot of people would do that. Interesting. They have a specific name for people that start at the beginning, and then um, and then go uh, and then go like right up yeah. to modern day, right? So they have a specific a retro oneer. Yeah. So um, we should have and- one of those, and uh, actually a hashtag that one of our listeners has been using because they update us yeah. with uh, with uh, what they're listening to because they started yeah. uh, later on. Uh, we're, they're going to be called late mates. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I love Late that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, just, but just to quickly catch up on sort of, you know, it's been two weeks maybe since some people listened to uh, the first part of our absolution discussion. Uh, Steve and I not necessarily that impressed with the first sort of five tracks. We got up to Stockholm Syndrome. Steve and I feel it's lacking a bit of something. Uh, although Steve is slightly more positive than me, Lucas, this has angered you greatly. I just really expected this to be one that wasn't a fight. I just really there's, there's expected no fight. I just really expected critically acclaimed album Absolution to not be a debate about it being good. Yeah, it's weird. Weird that, isn't it? So it's about that. I mate. really like it yeah. though. I really like good. it. Good. I really like it though. Mm, yes. So we got up to uh Stockholm Syndrome. Shall we just sort of um Fall into it. Fucking get on with it. Let's fall. Let's fall away into it. Fall into it. Let's falling away with you. Oh, with it. Yeah. Good. Get the 
do you think I thought of this song? Tell me why you think. It's dull. Fucking hell. Just as the energy was coming back into yeah. the album. Yeah. This is so lifeless. Uh, but Lucas, tell me why it's your favourite song on the yeah, album. Please go. It's not my favourite song on the album. It's not. It's not. It's a nice change of pace. Which is normally, I Would think, you, what I notice what, what I. That's uh, normally what I say. It seems to be the pace, as far it's, as I can tell from more, the rest you know, of the like, album. Like the verses are much more restrained and and small. Like, well, th- th- this is this is my problem with with the the song is that it's pretty classic muse. Is that they can't just sit on their hands. Like, I I actually quite like the the opening verse where it's like nice and restrained, but then it just blooms into this thing that is completely unnecessary. Well, it's, it's a like, complete like aping of you too as well. Well, it's like how like you that... like you and me like falling down because it's really, really stripped back. It really. Yeah, exactly. But it's got the big, like literally the, it might as well have just been the edge playing the guitar, uh, like with that delay sort of like wacka, 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 wacka. And, and like the drums too, <laughs> like the big which, snare. Which, which, which bit are we talking about? It's about the choruses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. they like... just kind of go, let's just put the Muse stamp on it and then just do the little but it, but it's not it's underneath. it's the U2 stamp is the thing. Okay. And and I I think that the dramatic sort of histrionics of Matt's voice like aren't actually necessary on this song. Like if you listen to the lyrics it's about his soul crumbling away. But the music is like triumphant and epic and my soul is crumbling <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolute fucking bollocks for me. <laughs> it is. Uh, I like the little synth part underneath it. I really like the verses of this one. Okay. And I really like that he keeps in the sound of Matt's hands moving up and down the strings of the guitar. Yes, that is a that nice That isn't touch. taken out. It is very intentionally kept in and sounds very... And yet yes, you didn't I, like I, an- analog. Map of your head when he goes... <laughs> no, that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is always no, nice cool. when you yeah, can yeah, hear cool. the artist sort of like performing yes. the song. And that, that was a conscious choice to make the song sound more personal. Mm, but then yeah. the chorus is quite muse impersonal yeah oh, god i don't want to do this episode because <laughs> oh lucas me i'm just be sad and pretend i'm in a good mood when I'm tell us about this song the context of the song might make i mean me the lyrics about it. the lyrics are fucking steve bait in oh, they, every on, possible me. way the lyrics rub my nub lucas it's all rub about it. like it's all about how like the memories of the past are vague and so you just like smash yeah. it all together into this one like yeah. lump of like uh, the past and you don't really can't. consider like the specifics right. and the minutiae of minutia. particular memories you just go the past and put it all together into like one thing which is what you do steve and it's your whole thing yeah, but I think that the, uh, you know, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. The form doesn't meet the function there because the music is like, like I said, like triumphant and epic. And I think maybe it would have been Steve Bate if the music had been a little bit more nostalgic and sort of echoed, you know, the past and, and had that sort of. Uh, I don't know why you guys keep thinking I'm like super into nostalgia and stuff. Yeah. It's your weird. personality. Probably. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Steve, it's actually because of your entire personality. It's because of, because yeah. of, every, it's because of yeah. everything that makes you, you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. All of the love we left behind watching the flashbacks intertwined. Memories I will never find. Steve, isn't that isn't that really sad? Steve, if Mannix had written that, you would have gone. This song made me cry. That's because Mannix would have written music that matched that sentiment. I would have also heard those lyrics. (laughs) Would you? I mean, wasn't that quite a common criticism of Mannix? Yeah, that you can't make out the lyrics. They would have been pronounced completely differently to how Lucas just pronounced them, and they would have been like said over the span of three seconds. Right, I'll say this now. Lucas saying that I genuinely want to go back and revisit because that sounds really nice. But I yeah. didn't even think about the lyrics listening to this. I didn't think about the lyrics. I didn't go, oh, that's... What kind of twat doesn't think about the lyrics when he listens to a song? <laughs> Honestly. Imagine, imagine. What kind of pleb doesn't deeply consider the lyrics when he listens to any song? But that is, that is, that is because the, the music doesn't match the lyrics. Like, yeah. it's not but a Lucas, sad I, song. I will, go back, I will go back and listen. No, I don't want you to. Okay. <laughs> Fine. It's that, it's that kind of episode is fine. I don't want you to. He doesn't want me to. I don't want you to ever listen to this album again. You're not actually. welcome. You're not welcome with enough. Did I mention at this point that Lucas has changed his background on Zoom to the Absolution album artwork yeah. in an attempt he's, to he's get representing. us to really like it? Yeah. Like, this is my flag. This is my flag. You're Boris in his new fucking room. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're one of those guys on Twitter that has the Union Jack as part of their username. <laughs> Do not tar me with that brush. Do not tar me with that brush. Yeah, I just think it's a nice change. It's, it's, it's a nice little slow. I mean, yeah, could, I, I think it could be lower, as in like it could be, it could should go softer. It should go. Yeah, lower. 100%. Like you say, it's a change of pace. I don't see the difference between the pace of this and the pace of Sing for Absolution. Yeah, but Sing for Absolution was like four tracks ago. It was it was literally the track before the last one. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what a revelation. I mean, how long ago were we talking about Sync Publishing? About three hours ago. Oh, it was two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Sorry, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um never, never, ever, ever played live in any form. Well Unsurprising. Uh they 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 did like a little. They couldn't get the edge for their live performance. Which bit are you talking about with the edge? Because obviously it's not. Uh, the... dun, 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 dun. It's obviously not that bit. Do, do you know what? I think you'd maybe have to be. How familiar with you two are you? I'm familiar enough to know what the edge does. Okay. What, what his so, thing is. Hang on. Let me. Let me. Uh, I'll skim and then I'll edit. Hang on. That. Yeah, exactly. And that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is very edgy. The edge. It's such an edge. It's quite edgy. Such an edge. But you did say that the edge has been sanded off this album, Adam. So, how do you? Yeah, how do you reconcile those two statements? Well, I think maybe. I mean, we haven't begin. We haven't begun to make to make you two comparisons yet. I would say Adam's broken, so we should probably move on to the next. I've got more to say about it. Please carry on. Don't don't get bogged down. The in chorus art. is played on the offbeat. Is that something? Tell me how uh, it. It's about as something as Helsinki Habit was. <laughs> Helsinki Habit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for those please no we don't need to catch, we don't need to catch them up with every inside reference if they please, don't know then they should listen fucking to listen one, to this podcast adam's, more adam's insights into his dreaming brain and if there's one thing people love it's to hear about other people's dreams it's oh, God, yeah. okay that's interesting I, I, I i'm gonna get back and listen to this album yeah maybe i need to go back and listen to this song but it, maybe it like literally just did would not hold my attention Maybe it's that. I mean, a lot Stay of this album the... sort of just sort of drifted by me. Steve, some of these lyrics are ones that we would definitely read back to you the last season, and you'd say, "I'm I'm welling yeah. up just listening oh, to you, you say them." You, <laughs> Staying you awake to, to chase a dream, tasting the air you're breathing in. I hope I oh, won't yeah. forget a thing. Oh, I hope I won't forget a thing. Oh my god, Steve's crying. Um, you act as if you saying those didn't affect me. Like, yeah. Those are those are nice lyrics. Like I just didn't, I just didn't pay attention to them when I was listening which, to it. it was which goes to show that it's important how those things are delivered to somebody, and the fact that Steve got more emotion out of Lucas just reading them to him yeah. than Muse performing them probably says a lot about the song. But now going back to that song, maybe I'll enjoy it more because someone's brought attention to those lyrics. So. I would, yeah, maybe. I would um, forget what I'm going to say halfway through a sentence, and so oh, okay, vamp cool. for time so that I can. Vamp. I'm vamping. So that I can... Steve, uh, yeah. uh, scrambled eggs oh, that's or fried it. I've eggs. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Because I answer, did not no, have an answer for that. No answer. That. <laughs> answer that question, though, Steve. Go. Three, two, one. Scrambled, obviously. Okay, yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, correct correct yes. answer. Yeah. Um, although I love a runny yolk. Ooh, a yes, runny yolk. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, you just do poached for runny yolks. Yeah. Oh, um, always. Poached over fried anyway. any fucking day. Um, oh my God, yeah, eggs. The, the, yeah, I love eggs. <laughs> I've um, had eggs. They're sick, mate. <laughs> I love <laughs> eggs. Um, I would, I think I would, I, I'm being more negative about this album, talking back through it than I then I, I... It's probably because we're absolutely rubbing off. No, me. it's not. No, no it's I think not. it's because it's objectively bad. No, I think I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. That's not true. No, I'm talking about... No, it's because I'm talking about the songs objectively as opposed to when you listen to it. It's just all yeah. subjective. It's all how I feel. Yeah. yeah. yeah so how sure. I feel when I listen to Time Is Running Out is like, man, I love classic, just like sing along, Mission of a Muse gig. You've got a lot of memories. Muse gig, gigs and jumping stuff, in there. Yeah. Yeah, first song I ever crowd surfed to, having a, yeah. great, having a great time. And then, but then we're like, yeah, objectively, I'm like, yeah, it is fairly like one note and like, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, the, the thing about Falling Away With You is I would, I think I would definitely prefer it if, not to say I don't like it as it is, but I would prefer it if the more of the song was in the same vein as the verses. I completely agree with that. I, I quite like the first sort of minute of this song. Yeah. Like the really, oh, it's just really nice, like slidey guitar. Well, not slidey. I think Muse need to learn to just sort of come back from things and sit on their hands a little bit. And uh, the, the, there's a song later on the album where they do that. And it, I, for me, it works really well. There, there is, there is. Uh, on the making of, which I'm guessing you'll go and watch after we've done this, because you've said you would. In fact, I remember you saying it. I've seen it loads, but I yeah. probably will. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit where they've got like the board of like the so tracks down the left. Yeah, and then and then at the top it's got the different like parts, and then it's got like an X, you know, as to whether they've like done that bit, recorded it, yeah. sort of thing. Sure. And it's and it's like obviously like 14 tracks, almost like a proto spreadsheet. 15. Which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, hello. Talk to me. 15 tracks and then and and then you would expect like 15 tracks and you'd expect like five or six 
line like columns of sections guitars bass drum synth piano yeah it's like 32 15 it's <laughs> yeah. like 15 columns and it's like guitars bass synths drums percussion like orchestra vocals i don't know choir and then it and then it's like oh my sound, god sounds that's and so interesting that's sounds unlocked. and things like sounds and there's a bit that's labeled like sounds and epic stuff <laughs> that that like, has uh, unlocked something for this album now that's, for me that's not to say that every song they're saying has to have all of those things yeah but it does come across like that on the album there's a track later on we'll get into it later on but that has unlocked a little thing for me it's very interesting because it's something i noticed on a later track I wonder what track. Yeah. Because there's a couple that you're not allowed to be negative about, otherwise I'm just gonna come to your house and burn it. Oh so... Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. God, um, that's uh that's actually disturbed me and uh I think we should take a little break. Yeah, I need a little yeah. break actually. Yeah, a little break. Break. Guys, yeah, go on. Would you be genuinely angry at me if I had this as one of my highlights of the album? <laughs> no, because I, I actually, I actually really like it. I, I, I would really like thoughts about it. Yeah, I would like another three minutes of this. Now, listen to me, <laughs> because I've written jokingly. Hot fucking badger! Oh my god, changes the landscape of music. Just when I thought we couldn't reach the highs of intro. <laughs> but but I genuinely agree that this is really quite cool and it yeah. really, really blends nicely into the next track and I'm glad they split them. No, I see I No, right. I, I, I again So I disagree. I, I, I wish spot again, I wish you could do that thing where you just smush the tracks together and that they are a one as far as the Here's what I want. I either want you're smooching them. I either want Three and a half minutes of just this, because 10 out of 10 track <laughs> would love that. Or I want this to be the uh, 30 second intro to Hysteria. Yeah. Which is another sort of like the idea of being more commercial. Like if, if, if this was Origin of Symmetry, the weird, you know, like they had the weird sound at the beginning of Hyper Music. If you transposed them, so the beginning of hyper music would have been a separate track on Absolution, for instance. I don't think it would, because that was only like literally like f- six seconds long. It's no, it's 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 way longer than that, I think. But the, yeah, it just feels like a more commercial sort of idea uh, to be like, well, you can skip this and get straight to the song, and they've called it interlude because like, oh, it's a bit prog, isn't it? But the idea of recreating like almost a classical piece. Because with... it's, it's vaguely similar to Adagio for strings. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like Adagio for strings. But the idea of recreating a classical piece with fuzz guitar is one of the most interesting things on the album by a long way for me. 
I want this to be a whole, I'm going to loop right there. There is a website, right? Um, that uh, it's, it's called like favorite song forever or something. <laughs> you can, you can direct it to a Spotify thing and it uses AI to make a song last forever. It doesn't just loop it yeah, yeah, like, yeah. back and forth. It picks out sections. It learns what sections are which, yeah. and it like puts them back and forth. I'll just put this on. I, I will listen to this for three hours. Which says a lot about my music taste. Do you know what that also tells me, though, Adam? Is that you're absolutely dead inside. Yeah, absolutely. I just did this. What he did there? Dead inside. No, I just um, I love ambient music, and this has like an ambient sort of thing about it. And the fact I have more positive things to say about this than I do Stockholm syndrome. Adam, have we unveiled? Have we unveiled one of Adam's nubs? I love ambient music i'm trying, to get, amb- any- I'm trying uh, to get anything like this on the rest of their career no. i want to smear my nub all maybe, over it maybe isolated oh. system that's not really that's not really i thought we were going to smear this all over your nub um, uh, either way as two, long as this is in contact with my nub i don't mind <laughs> two fun facts one on the original cd print of this album the the artwork was wrong and it listed interlude and hysteria the wrong way around interesting so that's but they weren't actually the wrong way around they were just listed that yeah way so i was like oh oh i was like oh interlude is a really good song <laughs> oh really <laughs> but hysteria is really short, short that is a bad typo that is but also also i want a copy of that oh the sure that's rare now right? i want a copy yeah. of the wrong absolution right um, also, this isn't a fun fact, but uh, bear in mind, this is 2003. Uh, Muse have recently toppled Blink-182 as being my favourite band. Yeah. Um, Blink-182 released an album in 2003 or four. Their self-titled album. Oh, you're so asking good. the wrong person. I just... Track five of that album is called Stockholm Syndrome. Track yes, seven yeah. of that album is called Interlude. Oh. It's called the Fallen Interlude, but let's not split hairs. Yeah. Oh well, that's not the same. That's 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 something. That's something there. That is something. Yeah. Yeah. Shit minds think alike. Maybe it's that. Blink One at Two self-titled is their best work. Really? I I, I, I wouldn't be able to name a single I track from it entirely. Let's do a season on Blink One Eight Two. I think we've actually talked about that. I think we actually did say that would be quite interesting. I, I would do a season. A conversation uh, off mic. No, I would no, do no, a do season on, on Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, let's do it. Steve, let's if we're now. not, Should we start it now. Starting yes. with Buddha. Right, start with Buddha. It okay. Starts, it starts with a song called Fly Swatter. I actually. Hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We're currently in season three, which is called. Uh, blink and you'll miss it. I don't know. A critical <laughs> analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Blink One Eight Two. We're going through their entire career. I'm, I'm trying my track. I was going to. Yeah. All right. Shut the fuck up. Play. Yeah, okay, cool. Play hysteria. <laughs>
if you don't like this song, I sincerely am quitting this podcast. Uh, I just think it's awful. Awful. Uh, do you know what? Right. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, I yeah, potentially think this might be my favourite Muse song. Do you know what, Adam? Yeah, it's like, I think it's like, I think I think this might be my favorite Muse song. It's this might be so good. It's one like, of my favorite Muse there's, songs. There's 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 Muse so there's Muse songs I think are better. There's Muse songs that like I feel more and I have more like kind of like more opinions on and more. Things. Yeah. But in terms of just fucking hell, what a fucking really good Muse song. Yeah, nothing else gives gives me that like uh, well, this visceral like, reaction of this, just like, oh, fucking hell. This is, it, it's, it's, like, it's, like plug, it's like Plug-In Baby. It's I, I put it in a very similar bracket to Plug-In yeah, Baby. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. just a really fucking, really good song yeah. with a really fucking, really good riff and it fucks. It badges hotly. It badges it, so hotly. The riffs combine like so well. Like It's weird actually because it's it's actually a fairly mid-tempo song, yeah. but the riffs like combine to make it so like deceptively energetic. It's just, uh... I mean, because the the bass yeah. is insane. Oh, so good! And Matt's vocals, like the return of that like demented vocal effect that he was using on Origin of Symmetry as well. I, yeah, it's so good. Chris Walsenholm is a man with many powers but his primary power (laughs) his primary power is siring children his secondary (laughs) power is is just the two fingers because obviously he doesn't play with a pick he's all about them two fingers is it always the fingers always the fingers and it is just i was wondering what you were talking about like try playing this on bass for five minutes with that riff flawlessly because he does that three nights a week (laughs) Yeah, I, I I remember watching the uh, the Glastonbury 2004 show, which which we'll, which cover. we'll, we'll cover next week, um, with um, with a friend of mine who I think would probably wish to remain anonymous, Alex Ollis, um, and he he watched them play Hysteria, and he was like, I don't believe that he's playing that. Like, like it was he is, just, it's just, he was incredulous. It is, flo- <laughs> it is flawless. And also the bass tone is oh, so smooth. Smooth so is the word. Good. Like, so I've been trying to do it with my fingers. And it's just, it's just one, 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 and that's fine. It's the left hand that's all complicated. Yeah. No, I think the right, I think that's exhausting. That for yeah for five minutes. Yeah, that's true. I think you underestimate how knackering that is. On I your think fingers. your fiance must be. I think I that think the you lyrics stop that joke before you make it. I think that the lyrics are crap. Um, uh, okay. I don't give a shit. I don't, and care. I absolutely I don't, don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It completely transcend, uh, transcends the lyrics. Uh, yeah. They're nothing that he hasn't written about before. It's more or less the same song as Bliss, actually, it's lyrically. A, well, yeah, it's about wanting something. So this Yeah, I want it now. It's about yeah. wanting something obsessively so. So this one specifically was about his then girlfriend basically being like, I really miss you. Like, I want, I want right. you and I can't because you live in Italy. Yeah, so that sort of like the template they set up with Apocalypse Please and like the militaristic sort of thing really disappeared by this point, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Isn't it? Yeah. A great yeah, fucking the end of the world. 
Can we just play the end of the song as well? Is that okay? Um, just because I, I want to hear it. Really. Oh, sorry, play the end and then play the middle and then play the start and then play it. Okay. <laughs> we'll play. We'll do it like momentum and then style. play plug in yeah. baby. <laughs> Similar thing to Stockholm Syndrome, where it has like a mega riff at the end. But I really enjoy the three and a half minutes that came before the riff in this yeah. sort of example. Yeah, it's um, just it's or in like inspired by future. Like the member futurism, the baseline. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We this yeah, is like this out. is like a definite uh, sequel. Uh, he also um, an improvement sequel, much like let's say like the Matrix Reloaded. Or... Yeah. The Matrix right. Revolutions. Or the Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, or like a sequel that's like much better. Absolutely. Original, like John Wick Part 3. You know. <laughs> no, Steve, that's actually died, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, he does died. say, he does say um, endlessly in this song, which he says, I think, a few times in the album. Yeah, I always find it. I mean, he I've definitely got, says it on a later track. I've but talked, I can't I've remember talk, what the title of it is. I've talked about it where where I butterflies. And there, there's there's something be, yeah. there is something nice about an al- about a band referencing another one of their own songs, even though it's not really. He's not referencing the song endlessly by yeah. using it. the same yeah. way using the word starlight in one of the songs. This he is not going. Well, I'm going to write starlight in three. Years, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm well, going to reference that. How how into Coldplay were you around the time of uh, Viva La Vida? I that was my peak Coldplay. So the the lyric "Now my feet won't touch the ground" uh, appears in like three or four different songs from that's, that era. That, that's a really specific... including a song that is called "Now my feet won't touch the ground," which is uh, yeah, I've always liked that. It's always slightly interesting. That was peak. That was peak Coldplay. Viva La Vida. Peak play. Good. Who's peak play? Hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. Uh, we're doing deep dives on no. discographies. And, oh, okay, Stop all right. It. No, right. Um, <laughs> his, the, like, <laughs> the word hysteria is like basically now means just kind of means like going, going mad, like going, going crazy. I mean, Adam, it, you're probably more tuned it didn't in. Didn't used to though. No, it used to mean something awful. Yeah, it was literally like a a woman's disease, and like, scientists genuinely believed that the uh, the the womb would travel around the body and uh, and and make women go a bit a bit insane. Yes. Like that was a, it was a genuine diagnosed disease. Absolutely mysterious. awful. Really, yeah. I thought it I thought it was like a climbing plant that features in many gardens. No, that's no. It's the street where yeah, the so desperate housewives live. That's wisteria. Oh, did yeah, you think where the, the desperate housewives live? The song makes more sense now that I know that yeah. that's not what it means. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what a song! I I'm so happy that Adam said he thinks it might be his favorite Muse song because I don't know. We'll see at the end of this. And I started thinking about it last night, and the idea of making this my number one Muse song broke my heart because I'm, not because I don't think it deserves it but because of then it means all the other songs that don't get to make it yeah <laughs> and it, yeah, it yeah. hurts all the me. one all the ones you broke up with it hurts my insides but it might be because it's just absolute textbook <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely textbook it's yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. textbook muse <laughs> yeah uh, and then a, a change of pace uh 
a different vibe. Is that a mandolin? It's a mandolin. Yeah, From I mean Italy. Yeah, exactly. You... What I was what I was saying earlier, like um, when when Lucas mentioned that he yeah spent some time in Italy before recording this album, it completely comes through on some of this because that is a very sort of like I I, I quite like this song. It invokes an opera. It's got that Italian style tremolo sort of picking thing. It's almost yeah. quite sort of um, it's quite baroque. And as I always say, if it ain't Baroque, Twat. don't fix it. Um, have you seen Captain Corelli's mandolin, though? Not, not around. Why yeah, is he looking for, looking for it? Looking for it. Okay, two great jokes back to back there. Slap them together. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind it. Despite him being slow, it's got some fairly in- interesting instrumentation in it, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I will say that I, I think my enjoyment of it is limited to the first half because it's, well, it's another example of them not being able to step back and let something right. be quiet. I agree in a way that there's a bit halfway through when the drums drop out and it's like a big swell of music and you think it's about to go yeah. somewhere else and it just does the same for another two It minutes. goes back Don't to the agree? same thing but with bigger drums. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting, Lucas, you said that they had a... Um, like a tick list of okay what have we done for each track and i know you qualified that with uh well not every track had everything on that but this this song feels like like okay we've got the strings okay we've done the vocals okay we've done the bass uh there's a drummer in the band and therefore there must be drums do you know what i mean they, they weren't content to just kind of let the song be what almost what it feels like it should be and it and they had to be the the muse big ending epic drum sort of thing yeah yeah maybe i mean i don't agree in the slightest because this song uh genuinely like i haven't spoken for the last two minutes because i genuinely got choked up just listening to a clip of it really the, the, i'm I, for the next two songs i'm gonna get more i've sin- never I'm gonna seen get, you i'm gonna get an emotion i'm gonna get more sincere in the next two songs than i've ever gotten on this podcast just as oh, a little the next up. one as well jesus you know Christ. and there's a little little something 
Uh, no, um, this song. So I've always like loved this song, but it 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 gained more meaning at a point in my life, which I'll get into. Okay. And going back to listening to it now, like I don't know, it, it's 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 elevated. Something's changed in the way that I absorbed this song, and now I genuinely like it absolutely. In case I die, play this song at my funeral. Okay. No, Genu- I'm going to play. Gen- I'm going to play genuine- execution commentary. No, that's funeral? fine. You can play that too because I want my funeral to be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> that that I'm, goes without. Oh, saying. mate! At your funeral, we're all going to be laughing. Don't worry. Yeah. But <laughs> oh my god! But the but for the sincere but for the sincere bit of my funeral, play blackout. Okay, that's, that's, all that's right. Lovely. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a it's a lovely song, man. Like, yeah, it, I, I think it's generally quite interesting. But like. Why does it get you so? So, so this is, the, it, is it getting older? Is it is no? It a so the memory. So, or? No. So the lyrics of this song are basically yeah. about someone nearing the end of their life and reminiscing about all of the positive parts of their life. It's not a, like a sad "I'm dying" song. It's like, what a ride, you know that sort of yeah. thing. Mm. A Steve Bate, a little bit. Sure, like, Steve, don't grow up too fast and don't embrace the past. Oh, I am old now, though. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are we are we <laughs> are like nearly 32. But, uh you know we've we've talked we talked so on the Know Your Enemy. Steve knows where I'm going. Yeah. On yeah, the yeah. Know Your Enemy episode, we talked about our friend Joe, who sadly passed away of cancer in Yeah. She America. what? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, man. <laughs> Can't have too much brevity on <laughs> Yeah, this I know. Is brevity yeah. the right word? It's, no, it's what's not. Levity? Uh, no, levity is the opposite of what you're thinking. I don't. We're all brevity really means something of... that's short. <laughs> levity means something that's light. Oh, this okay. is this is good between us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, so you know, we. Uh, so those who didn't listen, who 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 aren't, who haven't listened to every single episode of podcast, which is uh, just uh, disgusting. How dare? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you not listen to this other podcast? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like we had a friend. Well, in these guys' case, friends. In my case, uh, girlfriend is the word. Yeah. Long term yeah. partner, partner. I would say. Yeah. Of of like eight years. So How, died, yeah, right. Died, died yeah. in died in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Was a big Muse fan. I know loved this song, and now I can't help but relate the two things in that the song is about death mm. and not being like oh i'm dying i'm dying but actually being but like a kind of celebration of life yeah because you know i mean you you guys know at, at the end she was like very oh yeah like let's i'm gonna what can i do you know like what can i do yeah, she was do? she was putting on parties and what and can stuff? i do for yeah. my friends like let's spaff all my remaining money on parties yeah, let's gifts give out. gifts to every one yeah. of my friends she was yeah. putting on parties that uh, arguably she she didn't really attend yeah yes there was also that yes uh you know all those sorts of things and so that's like a really and this song is essentially about like not wallowing in death but being like Less, but think of, and there was a thing. So, uh, she had a what she called like a, a good things box, which was that one that she basically having you know had cancer and everything for and, and being in remission for years was like, well, I'm just going to keep a little jar full of little post it notes of 
just good things that happen. Sometimes it was literally like, got out of work early today. Or, you know, just like wanky things. Or, yeah. or sometimes it was really big things like, I've been all clear for five years and we had a really big party and that was obviously all great. One of those is better than the other. One of those I'm going to be honest. No, but, but, the yeah. whole idea, but the whole idea was <laughs> like, it's not just, every, you know, like, yeah, all the little nice things. All little nice things. And like, and... I think, you know, and obviously this song just makes me think of, of that was like, just like looking back at your life in a very positive way, instead of, there was very few moments when she like, was like, woe is me, feel sorry for me, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck it all sort of thing. Like it was very much like making good plans for things and activities and things to leave, you know? And yeah. this song is like, it speaks to that. Also, I love the song. Also, we saw the song live together a load of times. Oh, so this yeah. is a slightly strange thing for me to talk about, given that I am now like a happily engaged man. But that doesn't course, mean you can't yeah. reminisce about like a, a lovely thing in your past. Yeah, for it sure. Was, That's a was, huge was, part of your life. Was, well, yeah, it was yeah. like a defining thing in my life. Yeah. And yeah. so like, yeah, this song, it, it's... Yeah, it that basically. So Steve and, and I are crying. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so everyone yeah. knows. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I'm a sucker for a big lovely ballad, and this is oh. a big lovely soft ridiculous ballad. Also, yeah, and from like um, three minutes onwards, so the guitar solo kicks in at three minutes. The strings elevate. There it is. Three minutes forty. With the strings, yeah. yeah. And the string. Oh, when we've we, oh, we haven't really covered it much this season. But Lucas and strings are oh, very good boy. friends. And yes. He, the big, uh, the big, duh, like the sec, like the big one, like the neck, like in around like I don't know, three minutes something, and then uh, like three minutes forty. There's a particular chord progression in the strings that absolutely destroy me every single time. Yeah. And so when I hear this song now, it's just like. Yeah, it's rigorous. And like, that they is knew- such an important thing with music that you imprint your own emotional context on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Does it affect how often you listen to the song? No. And in fact, I, I, I think probably prior to this whole revisit. Do you avoid it? Is, no, not avoid it. No, but I think it's probably one where I just go, ah, not in the mood. If I was in the car driving, I'd be like, blackout, yeah. bit quiet. Not in the mood. Skip for it, that skip, stuff. skip blackout. Oh, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome's playing. Yeah, yeah boy. You know, yeah. like, not one that I would necessarily not because of any kind of dislike just like i'm not really in the mood for blackout yeah I don't was, right that. yeah yeah i don't know uh like just a big important song in their career for me yeah absolutely and and f- and i think like uh, the point at least they knew they had this as like a big one because this had like a uh, uh, uh an important spot in the i mean adam you went to harp that obviously don't spoil it for steve but this had like yeah. a a big spot we were both at that gig it did it, it had a specific part of the show that is related to it i think yeah yeah but i think it shows that they like below this is a big this is a big one and like i would have been at that gig with with joe and that was obviously like lovely yeah 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 good good lovely song I really it's like weird it. that we're, make we're some bonded. Jokes. Make some jokes. Well, I was going to say it's weird that we're bonded by something that is like so, like on the face of it, so negative, but that we're able to talk about it so positively. Um, yeah. And I think that that is also matched with a frustration that that beautiful memory is attached to such a bad song. 
It's like, <laughs> you're right. Here we go. <laughs> there, it there it is. I like this song. I do. Uh, your yeah. your 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 description of that has um, elevated it in. I think the same way we talked about ocean spray. Uh, I, ocean spray. I I, I now I now thing. I yeah. added ocean spray to my like Manix playlist because yeah your yeah. context added something for me. Yes, which made me appreciate it. So blackout, I am blackout ever again, and not think of Joe like that. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that is now going to make it onto my uh, Muse playlist because I am, uh, you know, uh, incorporating your emotional context. Yeah, uh, and and relating it to someone that I also knew and was close with and 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 yeah yeah and and i uh, and i think uh if if was alive today would have been on this podcast as one of the hosts no thank you (laughs) (laughs) you'd argue so much you would argue so much there's there's one thing that me and joe always argued about uh uh was was music uh, yeah, yeah, and so it would have made sure. sure. I mean, I don't think me and Steve would have been on it. I think it would have been you two. Just, just me and Joe. Yep. <laughs> just arguing <laughs> yeah. about me. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The, it, also, just to point out, it, the me wanting to play to my funeral thing lo- preceded that. Uh, so don't, uh, you know. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, yeah. So I, no, nothing, uh, nothing to do with, yeah, yeah. I, I Let's mean, not it, give her too much credit. Hey, no, Lucas. but just, I, you know... <laughs> I had that. I, I also, I always loved this song. I always, you know, found this song a big, lovely. Big yeah, I mean, yeah, it's nice. Lucas it's is just texted and, and, me, like and it's also, Lucas, it's also Lucas quite. Just texted me to say he wanted actually privately the birdie song. Oh, that's birdie. interesting. Yeah, which one's that? But I, I, can see what you actually would have like responded to about this song, like even initially, because it is quite baroque, and as I always say. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. You do always say that. I would say the butterflies and hurricanes is is what you would show to someone if someone just said to me, show me what muse is. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I think this is muse in a bottle. Peak muse. Peak textbook muse. I Not dislike the best it. Muse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, the lyrics are wank. Oh my god. God, best. Got, you've got to be the best. You've got to change the world. Best. You've got to be the best. This is this is uh, part one before survival, which lyrically uh, pulls from a very 
similar pool. So I was going to say this is possibly the worst lyrics that he's written yet. <laughs> but but, but big underline with yet. <laughs> <laughs> but as a but as a song, like come on, it's majestic. It's and that's what huge. is so frustrating to me about this song is that it seems mad and it's prog but it isn't really because it's just verse chorus with a breakdown it's just that the breakdown is just a piano piece that is slightly similar to another composer like so it might yeah, not be a cover paste a thing yeah. in the middle copy paste exactly it's verse chorus weird little breakdown verse chorus blah, 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 blah. but all of those bits are so incredibly good well this is the off. thing for me they're <laughs> not good they are technically proficient and here is a problem that I have with Muse that is that this song is completely sort of like emblematic of. It's brilliantly scored and strings wise, it's beautiful and everything is played so incredibly well. And Matt has such a great voice in this song. Like his, his voice is incredible, but the song is just so hollow. It's just in service of nothing and it adds like nothing new to the conversation between rock and classical music. It just sort of apes things that have come before it rather than adding anything. So what's dramatically different in terms of rock meets classical for this versus Space Dementia? Um, There's a lot Space of Dementia movements. sort of... Space Dementia incorporated its classical into its main theme. And this just seems like a rock song, uh, like a rock verse, a rock chorus with some strings, and then copy and paste someone else's symphony into the breakdown, and then back to rock. Now we've now we talked chorus. about this last night, funny enough. But you you say that this bit in the middle is Rachmaninoff, and I am saying, yes. and I have seen nothing. It, it is. Very, it is very in that style. He's very well. That that's that's why I said it's so reminiscent of it that it might as well be a cover because I, I I haven't done any research. I'm not allowed to do research on this season. I haven't looked <laughs> into it. Um. Uh, so uh, I thought it was very like influenced to the point where it sounds a lot like something Rachmaninoff did. But I'm not familiar with Rachmaninoff enough to you know. Not just bang on a Rachmaninoff album of a Thursday. I do. Yeah, but one of his I albums, one of his one of his classic does. albums. Yeah, he's yeah, got he some does. fucking bangers. I prefer his early EPs, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but for I me, like it his doesn't disco phase because <laughs> it's like like this is this is two thousand and three three right. So it's you know rock classical sort of combining is nothing sort of new. I mean, the Beatles did it. King Crimson did it, and Yes did it, and the Who did it to a degree where like they did like an actual fucking opera and the Beach Boys did it and Led Zeppelin did it and obviously Queen did it. So this is just sort of aping that style and it's not adding anything new. There is interesting contemporary classical music happening in 2003 that would further the conversation between rock and classical music that they're kind of making the decision not to include here. Whereas artists like... So like David Bowie and Bjork and Cinematic Orchestra at the time would have been incorporating like, you know, modern classical. So it's just sort of like backward looking music, but also the structure of it. Like I said, it's like rock verse, rock chorus, bit of classical in the middle, rock chorus to finish. And it sounds great, but it's just hollow for me. 
And I need that artistic thrust rather than the technically proficient thrust for, for music that I personally enjoy. I just think it's just, it's just, it just, it's just big and epic and in it, it, for me. And that's not, that's, that's not enough for me. I completely agree with you. It's big and it's epic, but that's, that's not enough for me on its own. That's why I love, and that's why I'm surprised Steve isn't responding to it because Steve is more basic like me and does respond to big and epic. I do, but there's and it's there's so type, big and epic. I don't, I don't know why I didn't respond to this. I, I totally agree with you, Lucas. Uh, talk it just to feels me. a bit are sterile. You, are, are you it just glad, feels a bit sterile? Are you glad they it? got rid of the bongos that it at one point had it. <laughs> uh, I am mad. <laughs> I uh, think if there was one thing that could make me like this song more, it's bongos. Bongos. I mean, this, I mean, it, it, this, it comes from the same place as Space Release Dimension. the bongos, Mick. Release the bongo cut. <laughs> it comes It comes from the same place as Space Dementia in that it's Matt saying, I want to write a rock song on a piano because it's not a guitar-based song, although, in a minute, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, but, which I still haven't heard, by the way. But anyway, but, 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 carry but on. It's, it's a piano-based rock song. I mean, I know you say it's rock, rock, rock verse, rock chorus, rock verse, but at least that rock is also on a piano. It's not a guitar. It's a piano-based song, which is also outside of... You know, it's a heavy piano, if you know what I mean. It's not gentle piano. Or There's also piano. some electric piano in there. The main instrument, the, the thing you first hear, that... Yeah, that's like synthesized. Yeah. There is a... Uh, so this was a single. Yes, this was their, weird. The final single. This was the final oh. single for the album, which um, is also fucking weird. Because if I if I've ever heard a track that sums up this album most, it's this track. What do you think? It should have been a single earlier. But, what? Yeah, I think first single. So my argument is that this this uh, track acts as an overture for the entire album. And if they're going with this idea of operatic sort of influence, open with it. It's so inaccessible. Like the single version, though, um, the, the, well, no, not the single version, but the, 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 the radio mix, you know, it cuts out the whole piano bit. It, right, it, okay. So, it, it, the problem is, do you want your first it's single to be a, one thing? You want your first single to be a heavily compromised version of one of your, like. No, I suppose not. I think if they were going to release it as the first single, they released this version. Yeah. But yeah, and, but yeah like, like have, have Apocalypse Please as a prelude and then this as an overture. And then sort of dig in, open with, you know, after this have like Stockholm Syndrome or something. I mean, uh, I've sent you the, you've got the link. I mean, for the sake yeah. of comparison. Do you, do you want to hear the single let's version? Let's play the, 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 so the, so Steve, for context. So the single version, yeah. it's not on a piano. He plays it on a guitar. Oh. For a very like different more? reason. It's like it's like a it's it's goes closer to rock muse is the thing. Yeah, it? I don't dislike that. Okay. That has made me like the band as a whole even less. <laughs> what because they did it or because so the the single wasn't 
They didn't only do the guitar version, but the single included the guitar version. It is such a cop-out in sort of like trying to be acceptable to a radio listening audience. Just like, oh, oh, you know, the, the general public couldn't possibly put up with a with a song like this that's played on the piano. We must simply make it a rock song so that it can be played on XFM. Fuck well, the, the version that was on like Kerrang! and stuff, I think was the guitar mix because I remember the video for it and it was a Fuck So live. Have some <laughs> fucking integrity. Live. And have like a vision of what actually you want to put out to the world. Don't change that vision because you think it'll be more acceptable and thus gain more listens. Is it that's such a cop out? That's 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 a take. Or the other take is there's an alternate version and that's fun. But that was only ever released as a single. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? What about? Would you want? Would you rather have heard one of the infinite versions of this song that exist on with the, bongos on the seat? No, on the on the uh, on the CD ROM. Oh. CD ROM of the single had some software on it called Umix and you could remix this song. Yes, I had a Moby CD that and had you could, this on. You, you could lower certain tracks, raise certain tracks, make your own mix, record, add your own bits onto it, play along. And and there was a competition for the best version. I like that. I think that's cool. Um, I mean, that's just I, them being like technology. Let's play with something fun. Cause I yeah, exactly. That, that That's really cool. But the idea of being like, oh, I wonder if our fan base would accept this weird direction we've gone in. Let We better change it for the radio. Fuck off. Have some fucking integrity. I love angry Adam. No fucking artistic. I disagree with him and he's a cunt. There's no artistic integrity in like, oh, we better change the piano for a distorted guitar in case metalheads don't like it. Fuck them. Fuck metalheads, dickheads. Um, that's, that's wound me right up. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, lyrically, it's, like, their most, like... Uh, obviously, the lyrics are fairly uh, generic, but it's probably their most, Best. Like, it's their most, You've like, got to be the best. It's their most, um... <laughs> it's their most positive song. It's, like, very... That's true, because positive. they are talking about how best you've got to be the best. But... You know what? Sometimes now, I like being just fine with about something like i i can i can do this fine but so now yeah fine now you've got to be the fine now i am (laughs) is this story mildly embarrassing yes and tell it i don't wish it (laughs) yes and um good (laughs) so uh to go to go back to the previous story of the previous song Mm -hmm. after that dreadful time so that whole year basically where she was sick i was yeah. living i was living at the house their their house at their family yeah. home with like, us all together and then after she died i i stayed living there for like a further 2 months because i just couldn't face going back to like reality yet because i i didn't work for like most of that year either so i like took yeah. the year off and didn't have a reality apart from like hanging out in yeah the day to day uh and so going home was like a really terrifying and big moment because that was essentially the beginning of the rest of my life Except yeah, so I was high. Well, no, no, nowhere near that point yet. But just, <laughs> but just having to go to like any like because even after she died, I was still just in this weird bubble of just like none of us went to work. We hung out at home and went and did things and played video games and just like fucked around like right in their house yeah. as a family, you know, as a fat family, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, course, yeah. And so going home was like a terrifying moment, 
and I had to go back to work. So I basically went home the day before I had to go back to work for the first time in nine months or something. Wow. Double terrified because I, I should have gone home earlier and settled in. Didn't know the balls. Like did it as late as humanly possible. And in the most on the note, I've never, I said a number of times last season, like I don't listen to songs to match my mood or to elevate my mood or to change my mood or to, yeah. you know, I've always sure. said like, yeah. oh, I'm sad. I'm listening to a sad song. I'm not one to do that. Yeah. I drove home bawling my eyes out and I put on this song to like hype myself up. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to get because you've got to be the best. I'm going to have to be the best. And so I like listened to it in my car on the drive home from like, it's like the drive back to reality and blasted out this song, like singing along to it. Cause I can hit all the notes perfectly, obviously like, yeah, yeah. Flaw- flawless and easy. Is, is, Do is, it now? Is, it's, um, I won't cause there's neighbors, kids sleeping True. and stuff. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to yeah. wake fair, up. Fair. Fair. Um, and yeah, I, I got myself like hyped and it's kind of like helped. It like, it got me, you know, for five minutes in like in the zone of like, yeah, yeah. which Be is very unlike it's very unlike me to do that with music, but yeah. this song had a one also uh, far less significantly. But my brother used to play basketball for a basketball team, and his coach would play this before every single game. That is less significant. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve, what do you think of the song? If well, you can uh, spend, that, you know, five honestly, seconds away from your ma- phone. It, on, honestly, it's 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 ridiculous that you were like, I like the big and muse. I like the big and muse. And there's been a handful of that on this album and you haven't responded to it. Yeah, that is that is mad. I just... I, I expected Apocalypse, I, please. I can't, I can't really Hurricanes follow up big that. Ones. I mean, you can, because it's fine. Like, um, say one. Also, I'll kill you if you say anything negative. <laughs> yeah it just it just seems a bit a bit generic and a bit very I've, i mean i've already said this stuff but it's just like kind of it's copy and paste it's a nice interesting interlude and then uh it does the same at the end i don't know what else to say about it honestly i my yeah. whole idea of yeah fair is, actually my whole idea of what steve is gonna like in in muse's career now has completely flip-flopped but that's what I mean. It's like Steve does like things that are like big and epic and grandiose, and that's certainly something that he responded to on Origin of Symmetry. So there must be something about Absolution that Steve and I are recognizing that sort of holds it back from reaching those but, heights. But, and know? Steve also loved Autumn Song by Manic Street Preachers. Which yeah, is exactly. Like the the most cheesiest cheesy nonsense, nonsense, <laughs> yeah. bullshit, fucking. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I also but, like that song. I'm calling it bullshit me, in full context. Yeah. That that I also was, enjoyed um, it drenched in nostalgia but from from remembering when i listened to that song i've got nothing behind this butterflies and steve you can't get much more nostalgic than the 1800s <laughs> 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 do you know what i mean like if you could... well, no, <laughs> this song draws of... so much from the past you're <laughs> <laughs> not my past though oh, I, yeah that's true i legitimately slapped my knees at adam saying that. <laughs> that was great that's good that was a genuine knee slapper Shall we shut up and play the small print? Yes, that's the best yeah. segue you've done this season. All right. Yeah.
minutes 50, a cat can be heard meowing. Are you kidding me? Nope. I love this song far more than I did before. Yep, little meow. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> love it. Love it. That's now, so good. There's a few examples of this in this album. I have mentioned them all. On on time is running out. They're hitting a they're hitting a fucking uh, wheel of a what's yeah, a wheel a wagon wheel. They're hitting a, wa- wagon they're, wheel, they're, yeah. they're hitting a wagon wheel. They're hitting a wagon wheel. There's a cat meowing there on a song in a bit. There's a bit where they splash in a in a in a pool. When bands do that, why? What's the point? Is <laughs> is it just a little fun Easter egg for themselves just to do something Probably. as a little joke? Uh, usually, actually, it's texture. Um, one, one of the final mixing passes that most mixing artists will do is putting in lots of odd stuff that is just a one-off and doesn't happen anywhere else in the song because it's something that humans respond to. I mean, I mean, I have definitely interested in a song. I've definitely always noticed before going into that next bit of the song that there is a little. I always figured it was yeah. guitar. Yeah. I've always noticed that that exists. To be fair, yeah. I've just never known it's a cat. Yeah, it's just texture, it's just textural. It's just a weird. Just, it's just strange. It just seems strange. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm a better producer than John. Just not John Lecky. So, the mm, rich cost. You might be a better producer than John Lecky, though. We yeah. we don't know. We, you've never produced anything. You might be. Shit, that's a good one. Steve, at least tell me. I don't think you do like this one actually, because you've just fucking you whatever you fucking twat and just ruin. <laughs> don't like these songs so whatever. But I thought this would be one you'd like because it's just rocky, riffy. Heavy yeah, I, I quite like this. Yeah, I yeah, don't mind this. It, it seems like um, very on brand for Muse. It's like about selling your memories to the government because you haven't met, read the small print or something, right? Yeah, it's bang on. Yeah, is that uh, it? Yeah, uh, yeah it's like, about. It's, it's yeah, something. so it's 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 uh, it's about a play called Goths Faust. Goths, go. I don't know words. Adam, how do I pronounce that properly? You I probably don't, know. don't know, mate. Don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's, like a, it's, it's a play about someone surrendering. They they give up their afterlife in exchange for a lifetime of godly power to the devil and basically it's like a That's it's the cool. it's the it's the what's the word the um the 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 thing when like the 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 the, the wish isn't what you th- you think it's going to be monkey's, monkey's paw the monkey's paw it's the monkey's paw thing of like you didn't read the small print actually yes well, you're going to have a lifetime to be of honest i think they should have uh, done called the song you- the song no, I, no, I think they should have done due diligence in that business respect because uh, 15 pounds per year is very cheap uh, my, uh, I would have immediately been suspicious of any deal that is fifteen pounds per year. Well, so I, th- I think, so I think, basically, I think they're comparing. Right. They're comparing, especially if they're guaranteeing that it's just the good days and there's <laughs> no uh, negative memories involved. I'm I, not I'm completely sure how this business works, but fifteen pounds per year for just good memories sounds like a deal that's too good to be true to me. I think you they're. Com- I hate the line 15 pounds per year <laughs> and i don't know why i, think I know what you mean it sounds clumsy pounds. and weird but i, I think it's just because we're not used to hearing the word pounds referred to in songs yeah, yeah that's true yeah because like dollar like dollar dollar bills probably referencing a thousand songs but pounds <laughs> pounds st- pounds sterling but dollar dollar bills. anyway the can point you i was going guys, can you guys guess what lyric from this song i absolutely loved when i was 15 i'll tell you what it is i'm the priest god never paid Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a uh, fucking hell. What a 15-year-old I loved remember it us lyric. talking about it at 15. 
<laughs> Genuinely. What was I, I, remember, what was I saying? Was I saying oh, about that how you deep it, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you loved how cool it was. Genuinely. This is like classic. This sounds like classic early noughties emo a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's got like that bouncy, like meow, 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 sort of thing. It's short and it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's short, funny. Yeah. I, I, that yeah. is all it is, I think. I, yeah, that's the thing. It is a, a fun, rocky romp, and that's kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the whole lyrical thing. No, it doesn't it's, actually sound much like up. a romp featuring Rocky. The, <laughs> I think that the, the, the You're whole thinking thing of the, the Creed films. The whole thing with the lyrics is their compare. I think the whole thing about sell your memories for £15 a year, I think what they're saying is they're comparing them going into the music industry as like saying oh, soul to the devil. I think that's the idea. Oh, interesting. And the idea so, of selling your memories through uh, sort songs. of writing them out as songs. Yeah. For 15, 15 pounds a year, price of an album in 2003. Like, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's potentially what that is. I don't know. It's got some like weird sort of guitar fuckery going on. Like I love the solo. Indie solos, yeah. The solo can absolutely get on my dick. Okay. Great solo. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we're all sort of like vaguely positive about this song, but it is, I think, uh, maybe one of the least interesting things. Well, yeah, album, but right? I think we're all vaguely positive, but n- none of us are massive. Head over heels. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. the thing. It's it, like, yeah, it's a, it's it's a throwaway. It's a it? good, it's a good, fun, rocky, like, like romp. And no, this I was not say that it has anything to do rocky. with boxing. So this was the one that, like, prior prior to the album being recorded and stuff, this was one of the ones they were playing at gigs. And it was, like, the main one. And this was originally going to be the first single. So this, I think, uh, there was a point when this was, like, this, this, I think this was, like, when they thought they were on to, like, their, their banger, almost. It's yeah, interesting. interesting. And interesting that it then ends up being... Not a single. Well, it this gets... is something that has the most in common with Origin of Symmetry, maybe, yeah. if you're thinking and, about Dark Shines and stuff like that. And never played live past the Origin of... The, sorry, the Absolution era. So, like, Ooh. it's not been... They obviously haven't, like, regarded it as much in the Pantheon, and yet there was a, clearly a point when they considered this to be like, this is this the one from the album? Is this going to be the first single and the big... Oh, the really? big, the great, big crowd pleaser? And in fact, no. Although, it pleased me, because I've never seen it. So... Sort it out. Yeah, so it means if you are listening, and you probably are. Play it live. Uh, but yeah, specifically a night that you know I'm coming. Yes. Because um, if I saw they played this at a gig and I wasn't there, I'd be fucking livid. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, I assume at most music gigs you're coming. Good. That's a spunk joke. Very good, yeah. yeah. So the thing with the small print and the reason we're going to cover Fury... And I think Adam probably knows this. Is well, this is what I thought futurism was. I think is this the voting no. thing? Yes. So the so yeah. so oh, basically, the, basically, Matt wanted Fury in this spot. Chris and Dom outvoted him. They voted the small print. Simple as that. Oh, two to so one. When earlier on, when we when you said two out of three. Yeah, I said about vote. Yeah, that's probably something. Yeah. Oh, a little cheeky so, reference. So, so very cheeky. I mean, I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about it. I don't know if we should wait until we get to Fury about whether we agree yeah, with that choice yeah. or not. Let's wait until we get to Fury. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't mind the small print. Uh, yeah, it feel it would fill a slot in a set list where you'd mosh. I have a mosh. And he'd, play, and, and, and it, he'd whip out his. Like, he will have a mosh. If he'd whip Steve, out. Would you have a mosh to it? Oh, I'd have a mosh. I'd have a mosh. He'd whip out the Ibanez Explorer. 
Lovely. Oh, let's destroy her. Sorry, the one from that. Okay. The one from Hol- the so one from guys. When when the lockdown is over yeah. and we can meet up again, yeah. let's have a mosh to the small print. Oh yeah, that'll oh, be that the first great. thing we do. I say. We'll post it on our Instagram. Steve, have a house party, and we'll have yeah. a cl- and we'll have a classic house party of sixteen-year-olds moshing oh, in a great. living room. I, I used genuinely, to love, and I we would love... do that so often, and there'd be like seventeen of us. I love the classic Steve house party, specifically the Steve house party. They were always legendary. Yeah. I mean, like... Whereas now if Steve had a house party, it'd be the worst house party. It'd be so sad. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I guess it's nice to see you. Come through here and we'll cry. Do you know what surprises me, thinking back to house parties that we had at Steve's or other places? No food. Yeah, right? I was weird? I would always bring with me to a party, because obviously you'd bring like a rucksack, because you're going to crash on the floor somewhere, so you bring like some... Oh, I could do yeah, that yeah. now, my I back. Would, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would bring like my booze in a rucksack, but I'd probably normally have like a, like a Tesco sandwich yeah, or like you know a steak is, pie. Lucas? That's oh. your stoner pass. Yeah, because that's the thing, yeah, I would, all, I would yeah, also 100%. get... 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. You say past, like I, that wasn't when I was a stoner, so yes, that. Okay, right. Because yeah. I'd go to the parties and I'd get, I'd be one of the ones getting stoned in the garden. All so right, yeah, I would bring legend. No, I was a fucking rebel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the small print track eleven. Uh, obviously, we, we talked about the fury, the swap out situation in Japan. Fury goes next. Oh, interesting that they always do that with their Japanese bonus Japanese tracks. Bonus they don't just track. stick them on the end. They put them in the album. Japanese bonus track. It's almost like they're like, well, we, we've, we've made our decision and we're going to put it as a Japanese bonus track, but we're going to put it where it would have been. Yeah, that's interesting. That's quite cool. I mean, I think that would make the album too long. I think I'd want it to replace yeah. something. Well, it was more print. Or a different one. No, I would, I would have it replace something else, probably. Mm. Hysteria. Blackout. Yes, I would have it replace hysteria. <laughs> Interlude into fury. Um, guys, this podcast Go. is going too long. I feel like it's endless. Mix most of DJ in it. 
It's like a mixed master DJ on this one going, what, 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 Wait, what, is there, what, is there what? actually scratching? No, it sounds like scratching. It's not. It's just, oh, right. It's, it's just like sound. It's like, it's, um. It's reversed drums. Yeah. Is what it yeah. Like. It's like, it's like various percussion instruments, like made yeah. to sound weird. Yeah. Best thing on the album. Yeah. So, I, so when you said earlier, there's a song you think does it, does the thing where it's, they, they take a step back. I was like, oh, so Adam likes Endlessly then. Yeah. Really subtle. Uh, really good. Uh, a straight gen- up, a straight up love song, which is nice. Just like yeah, no, no, but it's, no silly business. Just but it's bit. also it's also a lament because he will love that person endlessly, like hopelessly. Like there's nothing he can do about it, and the music matches it. The music is sad. He's singing about something kind of bittersweet, and the music is bittersweet. Imagine, imagine <laughs> Muse matching the music to the lyrics. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Butterflies and Hurricanes is really positive and uplifting, and the best you've got to be the best, and the, yeah. and the and the music is all uplifting. So suck a dick. I seem to remember from the uh, the like behind the scenes absolution thing, Matt talking about how they had like a song that was kind of dancey and was like a dance track, which I think is this one, but they kind of muted it and sort of stepped back from the overt. No, sort of I, th- I think that I think they're talking about time is running out. Uh, they're definitely talking about they, well, but... this song. Well, this song was originally bluesy and had a guitar on it, so probably not that. Okay, okay. I, they, whenever see. they talk about time is running out, they talk about it being influenced by Michael Jackson. Right, which isn't so really think, electronic dance music. I think they're talking about, but like poppy and and, and and you know beats. I think they're talking about time is running out. Okay, so so all I can from my hazy memory of it, and I'll watch it again this week. They talk about having a song that's influenced by dance music, and then it cuts to a clip of them recording endlessly. Oh, so that maybe... doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I, yeah, maybe I'm drawing too much conclusion from that. But it does have like sort of like a dance sort of. It's got like that four on the floor sort of yeah, it's vibe. Got it's got a yeah, cool the drums. Vibe. The drums are really cool. Like the the drums sound specifically that like the really dry snare. Like um, so yeah, the snare is really like the wires are tuned so tight. It's basically a tom. It's like pang rather than yeah does that make sense that does um, yes sense. thank you um, i didn't understand the thing about the wires but i understand it pang and chush well that so was last season he was the basis the snare drum you got the little the wires that make it go... uh you can tune them i'll take your word for it i'll oh, tell yeah, you word for uh, it. yeah because on a snare underneath the the, the skin yeah, there's little... like there's like some like Wires. That? That's that's yeah. what it makes a. Did you know? Oh. Sound. Yeah. Because it's like you the can, vibration between the skin and the uh, Steve. Yeah. When I would like play, when we were in a band and I would play a song like acoustically or something, and your drum would make a hissing sound, and you turned something off. Was that's it yeah. those? You're yeah. disengaging oh, you those wires. Oh. Yeah. When okay. certain certain, especially with the, the basses, certain like frequencies would always make the the snare go. <laughs> And so you'd have to I didn't know that. Do the little clip. Do the little clip, and it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh. But, it, but it's tuned so tight. It's like a pang, and and it's a really nice sound on this. And just like um, yeah, just the the drums in in general sound sound really cool on this. Yeah, I really like um, this. But that kind of kind of dance kind of rhythm. Yeah. It's got a cool rhythm, and also I just like that it's a really nice like. I really like that they've just done a nice little lovely simple love song, and that's it's, is it's there more really great. I don't think so. There's like some tremolo at least or something like. But yeah, is there even cool. any guitar on this song? I don't know. I, to be honest, I just I get lost in sort of like the whole vibe of it. I said Hysteria was maybe my favourite Muse song, but uh, that was. I think this is my favourite song on the album. Weirdly, there's a uh, yeah. It just um, 
I just love this song. This this might be my favorite Muse song actually. There's something that for for years I wondered what it was, which goes. really high and i was like is yep. that a theremin or is it a female vocalist well i, I thought that was the I, uh, mandolin and i'd like look on the credits and there's no like female vocalist like credited or anything and i've now discovered it is vocals and it's, it's spooky ghost no it's <gasps> um, it's sampled it's oh. a spooky ghost it's sampled it's sampled <laughs> female owl, vocals from something called spectrosonic symphony of voices so it is female vocalist. It's a sample. But they didn't get in a female vocalist. They paid for some samples. Of- so this is like a proper electronic dance sort of vibe. They've even used a I, sample. I have wondered for years what that sound was. I was like, it sounds like a woman singing, but there's no women on the credits. So is it a theremin or something going... Those listening, I'm like wiggling my hand as if you I'm, are, yeah, as if, I'm playing as, as if the theremin is there. Yeah, I might get. Yes. Should I get a theremin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Next. Please, please be someone that owns a theremin. How expensive are they? Oh, Lucas, imagine Let's being look like out. out like in the future when we're allowed to on a night out. Or like at a party. What well, I'm going to bring out my bar- theremin on a night out. A bar- comes no, no, out. No, no. Sorry, no, can no, I plug no, in no, my theremin? No, no. Even better than that, though, because you're at a barbecue and you tell people that you've got a theremin. But I hate guys. Guys, I've got. So there is currently a deal on a a Moog theremin. Uh, it's down from four hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Pocket change. Two hundred and eighty-six. Down the back of the sofa Sold. change. Yeah. You mu- you simply must get. What a do I? What do you need? Do you need like a computer? It's like MIDI. Is it like MIDI? Do you have to? No, 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 no. And soul. Is it you a standalone need- yes. instrument? Two ears and a heart. Because I, what I, <laughs> I, I don't want a MIDI instrument that I have to plug into my computer. No, it's 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 uh, it's analog. You need an amp. Uh, I've got an amp, but I'm giving it back to the friend I borrowed it off of well, you can fifteen it, years you can, ago. You can play <laughs> Yeah, can someone remind me to turn uh, to return this amp to Chris Ponsford? No, I, I, I uh, in I, 2005. I, I genuinely am going to return this amp at the weekend to the parents of my friend Ed, who borrowed it, who I borrowed it off of in, in like 2009. That's amazing. Like that. There's a um, there's a thanks in uh, the Arctic Monkeys' first album to someone who lent them an amp that they used on the recording of the album. Amazing. So I think that happens a lot amongst uh, young musicians. Yeah. Um, I love endlessly. It, I don't it, mind Ewan McGregor's version. Yeah, I was going to say it. we can't not mention <laughs> Ewan McGregor covering it because yeah. that we want to get him on the podcast just so that we can talk to him about <laughs> endlessly. Just so I wonder if with hello there. Yes, I wonder if it is his favourite Muse song or if it's one of the simpler Muse songs to play. Yeah, it's just one he knows how to play on a guitar. Because on the first series of Long Way Round, he played a U2 song uh, on a guitar uh, at at gunpoint, weirdly. I mean, Ewan, you're listening. He's obviously listening. Hello, Ewan. Hello, Ewan. Come on. We'll talk about Muse. We We won't badge you about Star Wars because two out of the three of us don't rate it. And I am much more interested in the motorbike trips than I am Star Wars. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to him about anything other than Star Wars, please. Uh, I just want to talk to him uh, about Moulin Rouge. Um, do you know what? I also want to talk to him just about I like how, Rouge. 
how very handsome he is. Oh. Mm. And how big his willy looks in train spotting. <laughs> well, that's, you know, infamously, you McGregor well endowed. That we, is wouldn't, a, uh, we wouldn't talk yeah. about that to him, I think. I, I think would. I would. Yeah. yeah. Ewan, <laughs> how's the dick? Yes. I would ask him for exact measurements. Uh, and just how it's getting on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something, some, something. Some thoughts. Uh, uh, some thoughts. this one with fury replace this with literally anything remove this <laughs> from my life <laughs> i love the descending levels of enthusiasm replace it with fury replace it with anything remove it <laughs> yeah just make the album shorter oh it's dull it's dull it's a bit like the small print, but not as interesting. Yeah, it's, oh, really. It, it, and imagine um, being not as interesting as the small I, print. I always, I always do put the put this and the small print in in like a you know like a a pair for no yeah. real reason yeah. apart from they're late in the album and they're kind of guitar based simple rock songs. But I always put them together, and they both start with a T. Oh yes, I put yeah, them yeah, both, yeah, yeah. a TH. <laughs> oh. I put, I put oh. them both together, oh. and oh. I definitely see this as the weaker oh. of the two. Huh? Stop yes. doing impressions Do you know what? of Robin Williams. <laughs> really Sorry. bad impressions of Robin Williams. <laughs> Do you know what? The small print is like short and it's fun, but it's inoffensive, right? It's sort of it's sort of fine. But right. this is okay. this is genuinely irritating. Like especially the um yeah, yeah. That bit is yeah. <laughs> that bit is really wide. Also, me up. the scares the hell out of me line really rubs me up the and wrong it way. And it really the pulls hell me up. out of me. Yeah, it seems a bit lame. Yeah, bit lame. You've summed up Muse, really. No, no, no. I don't. Agree. No, no. Come on, but, but yeah, no. they're no, a bit lame. No. They're a bit, la- they're a bit no. lame for people who are f- fine with liking something that's a bit lame. Guess what? A lot of people like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is fucking lame. I've never Final played. Fantasy. I've never Final played Fantasy a single game. second Same, Final Adam. Fantasy game. Same. Same. But but I'm going to tar everyone with oh a my brush. God. Yeah. It's lame. I can look at it and just go, lame. not for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't. As, as much as I said immediately, replace it with Fury. Uh, 
I don't like dislike it. It's just like it's a fairly like yeah. Yes. Remind me yeah. of the song that this like there was a song that was originally This was titled... originally the title for Megalomania. Right, okay, okay. Um Megalomania is a better title and a better song. Yeah. So fine, keep that. Agree. Hard agree. Uh, I mean this is kind of like the anti blackout in the it's about, about Uncle Blackout. It's about twat. It's about death. Again, it's about death. But instead of yes. this really nice, like positive look back at your life, it's about being scared of death because you don't believe in God. Okay. Right. Which okay. Is... Do you guys believe in God? No. No. All right. Moving on. What, what, do you, <laughs> what, what do you both think happens after you die? Now. Uh, yeah, probably nothing. Um, that's very comforting to me, actually. Yeah, rather I'm than, so exactly uh, the same. In the exact yeah. opposite sentiment to this song, the idea of something other than nothing is terrifying. Are you guys spiritual in any way? In no way, shape or form. I feel spiritual sometimes. I feel nothing and I'm very content with the idea that when I die, I am nothing. I feel quite connected to uh, the world and nature sometimes. I think I, think I, I, have, I have a spirituality in that regard. I feel very connected to oh, how do I put this? But like the past, humans, just just emotion in general. Like certain things. Uh, how the fuck do I put this? Certain things I feel will transcend normality in a way that makes me feel like you could believe in something else. You know, right? And, yeah, and me, okay. and me being so so, so like uh, like an intense love genuinely like it, it's so otherworldly that you can you can understand why people might believe in something else and to I me like that a lot yeah. and to me yeah. and i said something similar to this and this to adam the other day actually in a private conversation but to me <laughs> i'm such a non-spiritual non-anything person that you saying that what you just said there to me sounds as nonsense and waffle as someone talking about crystals healing uh, cancer or whatever like just like no just to me right okay, but there, okay. there it, is it triggers, there is it triggers nothing in me there is there is something to be said for using sort of crystals and stuff like that i think we talked about tarot readings as well yeah, and i think i said the same thing back which was to me that is waffle i cannot well, wait no, for, your, well, for your vows and your weddings <laughs> i vow what a bunch I vow of shit I vow to own a home with you and be financially tied to you. <laughs> I, vow- I liked it I vow- when we met because we were I vow financially viable. You- I vow to give you children. We genetically are a match. I vow to yeah. raise our children to child rearing age. <laughs> the, 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 the idea of sort of um, of tarot is not to actually like predict a future or anything. It's to actually look within you and it's the same for crystals and stuff like that do i think they have any scientific actual health benefits no but they have a mental process and a ritual that can be positive to engage in yeah but that's a very different thing what you just said to I mean, we're now just talking about yeah. crystals and tarot instead of the song um, but isn't it interesting that, that but interesting yeah, well i didn't know but it is it, maybe it is interesting if this is the discussion that the song leads to you know just art about- should provoke discussion and conversation yeah yeah I this just, is the I, first song on the album to have done it i just believe in <laughs> I, ju- I just believe in absolutely nothing and i'm just kind of fine with that but it is your nothing 
I'm fine with nice. That. Yeah, I'm, nice. Yeah. I'm fine with the idea that I was. I'm fine with the idea that I was. <laughs> I was. De- <laughs> I'm <laughs> called you a deep cunt. I am. Oh, I'm. Uh, please. I'm basically fine with the idea that I was. Steve's going to send me a message saying, "Please edit that out," <laughs> and I shan't. I'm basically fine with the idea that uh, I was dead for seven billion years, and I'll be dead again for, an for inf- another seven billion for, for an infinity yeah. amount of time after that. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, but what is it? What do you mean, nothing? And I'm like, why well, was that for seven billion years? Cool. Fine. Get rid of me. Get rid. When I I'm agree. Dead, I I'm agree. Dead, when I'm dead. When get I'm dead. Rid. Gen- there's when a genuine dead, subreddit about when it. I'm dead. Get rid. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, so I'm, I am curious though. That obviously I say that as a young, healthy, I think, I hope, uh, 31 year old. I wonder how I'll feel when I'm nearing death. Yeah. And I think, well, there's nothing to come. And I don't think I'll be, again, very easy for me to say this now. But I don't think I'll be scared of death. I think the idea of dying is shit scary, right? The idea of like knowing, yeah. like knowing it's coming and feeling it, and knowing that you're like minutes, days, oh, yeah. hours. That's that's terrifying. But yeah. the idea of actually the death bit, like as far as I'm concerned, like, I, I won't know, so it doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. But 100%. dying bit, yeah. good grief, that doesn't sound very good. Would so you rather if one know? Of you could shoot me in the head, bang, one oh, quick shot, dibs, yeah. You go ahead and do it. When I'm like 74. That's an odd, oddly specific number. 74 to 77, maybe. Would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? Ooh, Christ. Ooh, how? Mm. I, think, I, think when yeah. is, I think when is too much. It's a, it's a ticking clock. Isn't when it? is yeah. too much information. How? At least you can prepare mentally for like what if, the what experience. If how was when the clock strikes midnight and 2050 and the and the arm falls off big ben and slices you through the head <laughs> then you've got a two for one you found out yeah, both yeah, and, true, then, and then true. and then regardless of any kind of mortal terror yeah, just feel you've stay clear got, of london you've at least got a very <laughs> don't do it but regardless of any kind of mortal terror of that concept but, you've at least got a very good deal on that situation because you've now got both you know That's when true. and how. Very good deal. And I'm a frugal man, so. But also, <laughs> Steve, there's a there's there's a good chance that like you know. You wouldn't have to just avoid London. You know that's how you're going to die. So I would think that the the clock would spin very, 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 very quickly, and then it would snap and it would launch up into the air and just find <laughs> Lucas wherever <laughs> he is, or yeah, you and just or you, come down on him. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you spend so much effort avoiding Big Ben that you underestimate the grandfather clock in in the room you're with you in right now. Yeah, exactly. Or you get murdered by a guy called Big Ben. <laughs> could be, could be. And when he says hand impels you, he literally like, impales you with yeah, his hand. With his hand. <laughs> Do you mean like Ben French from our school? Yeah, he's, yeah, the yeah, hands of tall. Big Ben. Yeah, he was right. really tall, wasn't he? Guys, ben the French. podcast has gone off the rails. We've yes, we've an deviated hour and 45 somewhat. minutes. We've got two more tracks to go and all the all right. at the end. All right. This song is... Oh. No, go on, it's alright, it's a quiet intro. Right, uh, this song... Uh... 
So this song was far more interesting after several listens, but I had to force myself into it. Like there's some mm. like this there's those weird do you know what I mean? Those chords on the piano <laughs> that are halfway through. I, I think feel, I nailed well, that, by the way. I feel exactly the same way. And the several listens for me took seven years. Wow. Oh, so only recently you've kind of got. I mean, more you say recently. Seven years after this album came out is eleven. Ten years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're old as fuck. Um, uh, no, I, I, I was like meh on this song, and then they played it in 2010. Uh, stadium gig i went to and i was like holy shit they're playing rule by secrecy what i like should we cut. should we play like some of the second half of the song so that yeah. listeners are aware of what it sort of sounds like yeah okay just because the first half of the song sounds very subtle and quiet i imagine anyone's listening to this probably knows what the song sounds like but... yeah i know but you know just in case That's a good sort of uh, idea of it. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So I saw it in 2010, and then was like, "Oh shit, they're playing Robot Secrecy." That's like a deep cut. And then was like, "Oh shit, is Robot Secrecy really good?" And then right. turns out, turns out Robot Secrecy is really good. I had oh. that journey in a few weeks. In the space of a couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's I'm cut like not that fast on it, if I'm honest. I feel like it's cut from not as not as as edge gloom, but. It, I feel like, as in terms of an album closer, it is cut from a similar cloth to Megalomania. But, yeah, or, but or the absolution, but the absolution equivalent of that. Not it, it reminds me of Apocalypse, please, in its second half. So it's it's like the album comes sort of a bit full circle. Yeah, and I like that. I like. I mean, I've talked about this a lot. I like. To me, the most important tracks on an album are one and the end. Uh, Fifteen or whatever this. Yeah, is. fourteen. Um, I mean, it's only 12 if you don't count. It's 12 two. songs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Only 12 no. if you don't count the two little... Intros little are banger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of a big of a good, a good big opener and a big starter. And this, like, not as much as some others, but I, it, it, it's good. It's I good. really um, love a quiet closer. Yeah, yes, that's your, so would, or, you have, like, would you have ended this album with Endlessly? No, 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 no. I, I, I would have cut this song in half. But I, I, I like a closer that uh, makes you ponder on the uh, sort of uh, the themes and stuff that has come before it. And so I was like, oh, a nice, quiet, sort of subtle song to finish on. And then Muse just sort of went, nope, because it goes back to that sort of like grand piano bass, sort of like, like Apocalypse, is it, please. Is it that I am so about Muse live that to me, I'm thinking of the end of an album, like the end of a gig? Where you'd want to Maybe. go big, or like the end of a show, like a th- show, like a theater. Like it's the same with you know, like musical theater. You don't end uh, uh, Les Mis on on a quiet one. You end it on like the reprise of yeah, all whatever song. that song's called. <laughs> all, yeah. all on it, smashed together. <laughs> um, it depends on the album, though, right? Because like I'm thinking of like albums that I really like, or so like we both really like In Rainbows by Radiohead yeah, and Video. Happen? Videotape is the perfect closer to that album, and it's so quiet. Yeah, the difference with within itself. The difference is you know? in rainbows is like not massive. Whereas an an album right, like this yeah. that has massiveness and bigness, I think, then seems 
going ending small seems wrong. In that case, do you think it's just that you kind of like your final tracks to sum up the album? Like Maybe. the first, the and, first and, tracks and to most give a albums, taste of And the most album. albums I respond to well are massive. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe, maybe it's that. Uh, I don't know. No, I've no, because I'm trying to think of, I'm trying, let me, I'm trying to think of some albums now that are like. No, Just I think, think of some pop. albums. No, like, We're a music I, you know, podcast. Can like, you think of any albums? Like, I like that both, like, for example, uh, both Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper's end with like one of the sort of more. I'm trying to think of the word, not big, because they're not like fucking big. Epic well, that's the interesting thing about Sergeant Pepper. It, it ends with a, a day in the life, which is not a huge song until the very end. Yeah, it, it, but it, but it's but it's a song that's like it's not this huge in terms of like scale or like volume, but it's like I don't know, it's like a big song. It feels like a a a, a, a more than just a song. It seems like it's like a bit of a movement or something. I don't right, know. yeah. And then the end on. Abbey Road is kind of in a similar vein, kind of. This well, the end, weird... the end of Abbey Road is very odd because because it's also the end of their career, kind well, of, isn't it? Well, obviously, unless you count Her Majesty, which is uh, their best song, which you do, which, which you is do, like, and it's incredible yeah, and, because it's and... the it's the last thing on Abbey Road. Yeah, um, but the I don't know. I think I like an ending that's in some way dramatic. I don't know, not dramatic. That's the wrong word to describe, like a day in the life. But you know what I mean, like. It has to feel like an ending. It has to feel, to yeah, more than just another song on the album. It has to feel like... Right. Something. And the same with an intro. I like them to be, like, skip ahead. My least favourite Muse intro song is Dead Inside, which is on drones, I think, because it's just like a song. But then on, you know, to go back to In Rainbows, on a quiet album, the quiet ending works. Yes. So maybe you're, maybe so, you're just sort of... Yeah, you want your ending to sum up the album tape, in a video way. Videotape is quite is one of the less songy songs on that album, if I remember right. Uh, maybe one of the less singly ones. If you were to, if you were to, for say yeah, yeah, obsess- yeah, if you were to say any Radiohead song is single bait, but you know what I mean. Like it's one of the less. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's kind of some, you know what I mean? It's one of the more experimental pieces. And that's kind of, I think that's what I like in an end. It's like something to to bring you home as opposed to just like mm. another song, which is why the, I like, which is why like, I don't like Stick and Fury at the end on Spotify. Nah. Right. Nah. Either it this does, to- this does feel like a summation of the album. I think this is a good closer for the album. I just don't necessarily like what the album is. Sort of- yeah, I don't think I would pick any other to be the end of the album really. not even uh intro what like intro in brackets reprise <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no 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 no. just in actually do you know what if you put just intro at the and end then it and loops. didn't have it at the beginning and it loops around yeah that'd be cool Ooh, oh 10 out of 10 but, but then you're expecting someone to listen to the album on repeat <laughs> yeah yeah do you album. know what we we did that we did on that, our uh, album yeah, yeah yeah we did yeah I, we um, put the second half of of a song at the beginning of the album and the first half at the end. At the um, end, at the end of the album, Lucas, it one, two, three, four, and it goes, and in. that was the end of the album, uh, and then Ar- it went into the start of the album. Arcade Fire did everything now, I think, didn't they? Oh well, well, this was before everything now, so uh, I think, Arcade, Arcade I think, Fire can. Suck I think, a dick. I think the third version of of everything now that is on that album, because I think there's three different like reprises of that song i think right. it, i think it loops back round to the first track and it does that <laughs> as well 
um steve um, we've not let you talk for about 20 minutes uh thank you very much no i, gen- <laughs> I genuinely think like i it was nothing to me for a very long time. And then, and then, yeah, after several lessons, I, I genuinely like came to quite enjoy it. And, and it's more that kind of weird, the weird chords in the middle and Matt's vocals are very, very good on this song. When he mm, says, so he obviously like sings like the first half all in falsetto. Yeah. And then after it gets big, he sings it in modal, chest. in the modal register. Sure. And the, they'll hide everywhere line, which is like, yeah. fine when he sings a falsetto but when he belts it you're he's i mean i don't know if he talks about it but got pipes <laughs> steve we haven't heard your voice on uh, this song uh so i'm gonna talk over <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding man i'm kidding no um yeah uh, like, like i genuinely yeah i know it's a genuinely good close to an album i think uh it's it's not a wonderful i'm not going to go back and start listening to rule by secrecy but i think it does its job and um i think it's like fine to good in terms of like lyrical <laughs> yeah no i'd agree well, i would agree that it's yeah. fine yeah it's also like lyrically cut from the same cloth as apocalypse please so adam you said like the whole theme of the album kind of goes away and i kind yeah. of i i know what you mean it kind of comes back for this because the, the whole thing about the, the video for Time is running out, but the trilateral commission that I talked about. I mean, that's just what that's just what this song. And standing on the table when you're not supposed to. That's just what this. That's what this guitar. I know. He shouldn't be, but he is. Stop it, Matt Bellamy. (laughs) That's what this song is about. Like it's about that. Like rule by secrecy. I mean, it's about a a book called Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars, Uh, and it's about that. Like the idea of a bloody secretive you know ruling, right ruling by secrecy i mean the clues in the title mate it's 5g masks not 5g masks yeah like illuminati don't wear a mask yeah yeah that's what people... yeah, yeah god don't yeah <laughs> you know ruled by secrecy yeah. is covid's a lie yeah exactly 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 I mean, the, the guys, vaccine have... is full of microchips guys have yeah. you considered that covid, COVID no, it's full of tiny lie. bill gates have you considered oh, is COVID that the might thing? be a lie? A yeah, microchip yeah, yeah. has put loads of tiny Bill Gates in the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Have you considered that, that, that it might, that, that the vaccine, not the vaccine, that the, the coronavirus might be a way to, to track us all? And that's why we all have to wear masks to cover our faces. Do you know what I need to all I right, feel like I need to do? Even know is that even though we're clearly joking, must go we're like clearly say, joking. Must make clear, yeah. please get vaccinated. Go please get vaccinated. Please wear a mask. Please keep yeah. your distance. Protect the NHS. Save lives. What's the current <laughs> slogan? What's the current slogan in the UK? Please. Uh, I think it's um. I think it's have sex with a mistress and cover it up. Is I think it's. I think is? Uh, isn't it something? Isn't it fuck the poor? Maybe I think is that it what might it be. Is? Might be that. I think might it's something like that. I've come what Boris said last. Yeah. That sort of brings us to the end of the album, though, doesn't it? The last track. <laughs> what fuck the poor? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, yeah, that that song was a big grower for me. That was a big, like, kind of didn't rate it, and then I, and then I learned to really appreciate it. Now I, yeah. it's in like the second, like the, it's in the top half actually, is it? I don't know. So what are you saying so, about the album uh, on it on on, on the whole, Lucas? So before I came into this, I was like, well, I know Origin of Symmetry and Absolution are 10 out of 10. That's fine. That's a given. Don't worry about that. We'll move on. I'm going to be honest. The way you've talked about this album going through, it doesn't sound like a 10 out of 10. No, to you. it doesn't at all. It's not. It's not a 10 out of 10. Um, 
but we mustn't ignore and you always uh made made last season remind the emotional me. context the emotional context yep and so you know bear in mind i gave origin a 10 out of 10 out of 10 despite saying get rid of feeling good Oh, get rid of it from the face uh, of the earth. I would, I would still, I would still give this a a, a firm nine out of ten. Oh, it, and that nine out of ten is so firm, so firm. It's so firm. It's throbbing. What you, are your thoughts uh, on the album, saying, though? Like, when he started saying, f- I think you say five out of ten. <laughs> yeah. oh imagine, I, imagine, I I'm going to give it a five out of ten. It's, but I, it like. But I still feel like there's a chance it might be my favourite Muse album. Oh, so critically, you're thinking maybe not up in the echelons of uh, of Origin of Symmetry, but it's one that you will potentially go back to it's more. It's just than so listenable. I can understand it. But yeah, it, that's. I mean, true. it is also longer. That's the thing. Like compared, obviously, Origin of Symmetry has the advantage of being more svelte. Uh, oh. it's, it's only it's only eleven tracks. Oh. Uh, like this is oh. obviously longer. Oh. Oh. The songs are also longer. Not that that should oh. be. Like, stop it. The yeah, uh, you know, if you got rid of, oh, I'm not even going to start talking about songs you should get rid of. But but that the, the highs are so high for me. What are your highs? Oh, I mean, uh, two highlights, two lowlights for your oh, nine out of ten. The problem it, is, I it, cannot. Do it. I cannot. Okay, hysteria. Obviously, yeah. that's yeah. up there. That is one of the two. Yeah, um, because you're and, alive, and, and then also, things. and then also, most <laughs> other songs on the album. Yeah, but if you had uh, to pick one, the rest uh, of the album's been deleted forever. Okay, You've got to save interest, hysteria, and in the interest of also not wanting to be too similar in terms of sound, I'm going to go blackout for very different reasons. For very emotional reasons. Yes, completely uh, makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. fucking hell, it hurts to not include Stockholm Syndrome, and to yeah. not sure. include, and yeah, to not yeah. include Apocalypse, please. But I won't. What about Lowe's though? Lowe's. I'm assuming Stockholm Syndrome and Apocalypse, please. Uh, thoughts for Dying Atheist <laughs> because it's just like it's just fine. Yeah. And I think. Thinking with my critical ear, time is running out. Oh, oh, wow! Interesting. That, that's genuinely interesting. A big, a, a big single, yeah, I think yeah. With yeah. a critical ear, time is running out, but that is not to say I dislike it. I mean, I gave the album a nine out of ten. Right. That is just yeah. to say, critically, yeah, yeah, you know, it is very simple, single bait. You know, very repetitive. The chorus is exactly what I don't like. Yeah. In the chorus, which is just repeat a line over and over again. Yeah, uh, Kevin Carter syndrome. Kevin Carter syndrome. Um, yeah, yeah. But, syndrome. but 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 mate, fun live. But also, <laughs> so just yeah. so we've all said it. Yeah, that's great. But, but also, <laughs> even though fun live, um, stop playing it live because I've seen it twenty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need to. See um, for me, there are like <laughs> there are songs and moments on this album that are better than the album will let them be. Uh, I think that the production is actually kind of flat. It's a little bit dirty. It makes everything sound a little bit bland and like homogenous. And all of the interesting stuff gets sort of pushed to the to the back. And it feels like they were going for like commerciality. If that is that a word, commerciality? No. It anyway, it feels like they were going for that over over sort of artistic integrity in places. And it's mostly, especially with the way they incorporate classical stuff. 
it seems backward looking rather than like like it's taking influence or it's carrying the torch of things that have come before it and it's not necessarily interested in sort of looking forward and and honestly i listened to this so much more than any other muse album we've done so far more than a handful of the manix albums that we did and i found it to be a really difficult slog the entire amount of times that i listened to it um there are some highlights on there and for me they are uh, hysteria because i'm human and uh, endlessly because I just love it. Um, Low lights, sing for sing for absolution. Nice, sing for absolution. Just because, what a plodder! Uh, and uh, like you, Lucas, thoughts of a dying atheist. Just because it's sort of fine, fine. Uh, I score for the album. I do think that it's better than showbiz. Like in terms of just sort of composition and sort of stuff that's happening, uh, I probably like it about the same amount. But in respect to the fact that I think it's sort of better, I'm going to go with four. Wait, what did you give Showbiz? It was three, wasn't it? Three. I thought you gave Showbiz a five. Yeah, because I just no, that was three. Steve. Steve. So yeah. four four out of ten for me. I won't be returning to probably anything other than Hysteria, Endlessly, and now Blackout. That is. Imagine you'd gone back to Adam in 2004 and said, you're going to one day give this album yeah. four. You'd be like, no, Absolution's amazing. This was a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. The, uh, I mean, that's the end for me. You know, it goes without saying, it doesn't go without saying, because I'm saying it. Um, everything <laughs> Muse related. Nothing for, on this podcast me, goes without saying. We must e- say it all. Everything Muse related for me, unfo- uh, not unfortunately, but has the additional layer of, I love them. They're my favourite. Yes, there's the nostalgia, and so yeah. like my critical ear is always going to be, be have the, the other ear that's not critical. That's I don't know whatever. You yeah, for sure. Also, I'm guessing when we're talking about tracks, Stevenson. Before we Steve, I'm guessing when we're talking about tracks and lowest and highest. We're excluding intro and uh, yeah, because obviously my interlude. top, my top. Uh, uh, we, otherwise, we otherwise, can, but I would, I'd, I would like to point out. That, that my low lights sing for absolution and thoughts of dying atheist I like less than interlude because I would because otherwise I'll put intro as one of my low lights just to save one of the other songs <laughs> sure yeah no, no having said that. that I don't know if I would because intro serves the valuable it's, uh, it's so good it's so no, good it isn't it, it? Serves yeah, yeah, the yeah. Valuable... that's going on my playlist it yeah. serves <laughs> the valuable use of getting me into apocalypse please which I love and so sure it, yeah it's... I was um I was just, I was so disappointed I found this album as dull as I did. Like, I genuinely went into it like, oh, Absolution. Yeah, of course. Like, this is their big one, right? Like, it's one of their biggest ones. Um, but there's definitely some, like, considering I've been fairly negative, there's some definitely some huge standout tracks that I love on it. Like, I just ultimately found it a bit safe. And I, I said at the top of the last episode that it just feels like anything interesting from Origin of Symmetry has just sort of been taken away. And that's a real shame. It, and it genuinely feel, it felt like a bit of a slog. Um, but I think the highs are still higher than Showbiz, as Adam said. So I do like it better than Showbiz. Um, so six out of ten for me. Uh, podcast bit six out of ten. Wow, you talked about it so much, so much more negatively than a six out of ten. That's interesting. This happened last season, though. Steve. You, you had something negative to say about every track on the album. 
I think don't, we're just right because I think him. because I think don't I'm convince spent, him down to a lower score. You absolutely. no, I'm not. I'm not touching any score. Like I think I I just spent more time being critical of it because I was so convinced this was going to be one of my. Do you know what I mean? What one of the ones I like the most? Yeah, I'm now, I'm now curious. And if... because I was so disappointed with my reaction to it, I kept listening more. Does that make any sense? So I was yeah, like, no. yeah. If, like, if you come into it, well, with like no... Adam said, I was like, oh no, surely I'm I am missing something. If you so... come into it with no expectations, maybe you would have thought more highly. So... But because you came into it with high expectations, it's yeah. actually made it lower. So therefore, I made more notes because. I felt like I had to almost justify why I, I wasn't so happy with it. Do you know? You know? Um, so maybe I have talked about it more negatively, but like six out of 10 is, is a fairly negative score for me because I rate everything 12. Um, top songs. It's a six out of 10. You put it as like a, above average. Well, yeah. Yeah. That is the correct which, which, which I have to say is is not how I feel about it. I think it's below average. Romania. Uh, top songs, lower songs. Isn't that, we, <laughs> isn't that weird how we think differently? No, it's wrong. Um, it's how you think wrong and I think right. <laughs> uh, top songs, Stockholm Syndrome and Hysteria. Bottom songs, Sing for Absolution and Thoughts of a Dying Atheist. And I think that mirrors basically what Adam said. However, intro and interlude are my Incredible. favorite songs on the yeah. planet. Um. I'm I'm now very curious yeah, to know yeah, yeah. where we yeah, go for, sure. for 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 Steve. Adam, I'm less curious because I think he's just going to hate you. Um, but Steve... I don't know. Right, this, I would this, like. I will say, not be no, the case. I'm say this at this point. I think I like epic and silly and, and ridiculous. But if they don't take themselves too seriously, and I think this album takes itself very very seriously. It's not very silly, is it? Well then exactly. yeah. Sin for Absolution is big and epic, but it's so sincere. So now and... we're gonna have now I think now the interesting thing we'll see which side you fall down on on some of the later stuff is okay. do you think they're being serious and they want to be you two or similar or queen or whatever? Or are you gonna Interestingly you two not that serious a band. Or are you gonna go this is silly and I'm in for it and it's fun. Because you you know you a comparison you 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 and me steve both like queen yeah adam doesn't like queen queen are yeah, but why, why do you think that is queen queen are let's not get into, let's not go into a whole queen conversation but what i mean is you like <laughs> you like queen and enjoy their songs despite the fact that this, a lot of the songs are absolutely stupid and silly like you talk about bad lyrics and you talk about fat bottom girls they also have a song called I'm in love with my car. Like dog shit. Which but, was the B side to Bohemian Rhapsody. But they're fun and good song. Like I'm curious to know where you fall down in the later stuff uh, in terms of like we'll dislike. Because obviously you come into this one with a lot of expectations. I'm, I'm, yeah. As you have less, I wonder whether you'll be, be su- surprised and positive or go, oh yeah, no, this is just... For example, I know and I'm I love Knights of Sidonia, but I don't know mm. that album. But, but also, of course, you like Knights of Sidonia. I I I would like to mirror. I would like to mirror Steve's thoughts that like I also like Muse when they're being kind of silly. It's what I liked about Origin of Symmetry that there was like a tension between the serious and the ridiculous that doesn't exist on this album for me. It it, do, it does does come across as very earnest. Um, which uh, which to skip ahead a little bit is not something that I find is present on Black Holes and Revelations. They kind of 
that there is a silliness to that album that I, that I, I already think I'm going to like Black Holes and Revelations going back to it more than going back to Absolution. I think I think Origin of Symmetry is very serious. But I mean, we talked about that for two whole episodes. Let's not go back into it. Uh, so obviously we talked about Fury is like, was the whole debate between that and the small print, whether it goes on the album. And then in Japan, they slot it into that random slot 12 slot. slot Remind 12 me, slot. is it yeah, between small print and, and endlessly? endlessly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but we're not, we're not putting it there. So we can talk about it now, right? Let's just talk about it. Play the song. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Do it! And some crifts. Crifts? Is that cool riffs? Yes. <laughs> it's short for cool riffs. The rifts are quite rage against the machine. In part. They are. Uh, it's super heavy. I'm, I'm yeah. really into it. It's certainly something that... It's certainly something that sounds like it was recorded at the same time as Absolution, for sure. So, so was the, it... In the in, Where would you are, you... are you? Do you side with Dom and Chris in the small print, or do you side with Matt in Fury? Which one? If you you swap, if you have the choice right now, which one do you put on the album? They are as good as each other. That's um, no, no, no. It makes no, no difference no, no. to me. Make a choice. Sign okay, me. small print because this is so like mid-tempo rock dirge that it would just sort of blend into the rest of it. So I guess small print is slightly interesting in the fact that it's more up-tempo. So I'd keep the small print, Steve, because I like small print, and I've only heard the album with that in there. And I haven't put Fury in there and listened to it through. I'm going to go with small print. However, I really like Fury. Um, he's using, is it like a wah pedal he's using? Wow, 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 wow. Whammy. That's what it is. it? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah whammy, heavy, we're whammy super pedal. heavy. Like, really cool. Um, I would have... It would have been nice to get rid of the, one of the more boring tracks off the album. But, I mean, I, I well. put this on in, in place. I, I would also vote the small print because I like the small print. Yeah. But I would put this on instead of Thoughts of Dying Atheist anytime. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Or maybe instead of uh, intro. <laughs> Imagine it opens. I think it should be instead of intro mm. and interlude. Nice. Uh, yeah, they should one. put it on there twice. This one's yeah. like a this one's like a big, mm. big fan favorite. Um, and I kind of don't know why. Is is it because it's good or just because it's rare? I I I get the feeling it's because it's rare. But yeah. it's not actually that rare. Mm. You, you are a thousand times more likely to get Fury at a gig than the small print. They've not played the small print since like the Absolution era. I've seen Fury. Like right, okay. but. I yeah I I I think it's a bit overrated. I think it's yeah it's, I would agree good. with that. It's if, fine. If, it's good. I don't. I'm not really aware of the fan sort of clamor around this. If there is one, but if it is rated, then I would agree that it's overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, baseline though, really good. Yeah, and I do like that wow 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 thing, and I like the I do like the the riff after the chorus. Um, but it doesn't sustain a whole. It it's over five minutes. This song, I know, only just. Yeah, it's but too long. Yeah, it doesn't sustain the whole song for me. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I. I'm curious to know like an alternative reality because that thing as well we talked about before of like being predisposed to a song that you know is a B side, of. Of, yeah, of, of treating it true. like a B side. I'd be curious to to hear an album where this is on it, in its in a properly thought out spot, not just stick it in between two songs. We should do a little experiment, like you know, because Steve doesn't know what's on the album and what's not. We should give Steve a different playlist oh with it, with like I don't know, whatever the next one is. Is it glorious or easily or something? Just well, now you said it. Then, you see what happens. You said it. Okay, well, a different that. one, not a different one, not easily. That song, I don't know. Yeah, that cool. The B side, Lucas. Start, the do B -side you have start, the B side start drying up after the next album, which is a bit of a bummer. Well, it's you know sort of uh, symptomatic of the music industry yeah. at large. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. But no, this I like. I I don't dislike. I do like this song, but the small print's better, and I think it's overrated and. Uh, at me, r slash muse, <laughs> which regularly. I mean, this was one of the songs. So the Shepherd's Bush, this was one of the songs that people voted for. So this would have been voted in to the the fan, you know, set list on that gig. Oh, okay. I didn't vote for it. I probably voted for like Map of Your Head because I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, we should, go into, we should go into what you voted on that episode, actually. That would be yeah, I do not think I remember. Yeah. Uh, should we just talk about, like, what happens after the album yeah, what comes out? what did happen after it came well, out, it Lucas? it got released and people bought it. Oh. Lots whoa. and lots. And, and that brings us to the end of another episode. <laughs> lots of people listened to it. This was a very successful album. Went straight to the number one in the UK. Went straight yeah. to number one in France. It was in like the top five in many other countries. Mm. Very critically, very well received. Uh, high rates, oh, high rates, high, high rate, rates, uh, high very, rates of the Caribbean. Very, very on brand for Muse. The press, the press listening to this album, they did it at the London Planetarium with a star show, and you listen, and they listen to it. Okay, like the stuff on it. That's uh, that's very on brand. 
Um, that's quite cool. Yeah, I think that's quite cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah like just uh, like this was them breaking into the mainstream big time. Like they they won a Q award. Uh, you know they it's gone triple what platinum. For? Innovation in music. Absolute lol. <laughs> uh, it went platinum in the UK and Austra- <laughs> and Australia worldwide. It sold like over three million. Uh, just a very successful wow. album. Uh, Michael Adams. So you have to now take back everything you said about this album because um, Michael Stipe, Michael Stipe, uh, who obviously is of REM, Adam's favorite band, he described them as the, as the future of rock. So you now did he say whether or not he was happy about that? <laughs> I mean, I cannot imagine him saying that in an interview and going negative, though. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. How, how often have you heard Michael Stipe talk? Um, probably never in my life. <laughs> like genuinely, it's a very, probably very never good in my... series on Netflix called uh, Song Exploder, and um. It's not Netflix. Song Exploder about... is not on. Song is a podcast. Yeah, but they also did a series on Netflix. Oh, there I is a Netflix that. series. I hate yeah. that. And, um, I hate that. They, I hate they that. do losing my religion, and they what are talking is... to the members of REM, and it's really interesting. That is to suggest a podcast is a lower form that, that that going to Netflix is like a step up. Oh, we're getting some... a series. How dare they? No, if we got off a Netflix series, I'd oh, go, we're no, definitely I would... getting a Netflix. I would series. go. No, thank you. Our podcast is a podcast. Okay, well then, me and Adam are doing it without okay. you. Jesus no, Christ! No, no, you wouldn't. I mean, we've seen. Yeah, we are for shooting to the sure. moon. <sighs> right. They really, yeah, really sound very, very successful. Uh, they they basically don't do what they've done all the other for the last five years. They don't just go and tour every night forever. They take a much more like right. we, are, we are human beings. Let's try and actually like have some kind of schedule to this life. Not to say they don't do lots of gigs, but they do. They don't. It's not quite as relentless, you know. They do like a scheduled tour rather than tour after tour after tour after tour. Yeah, yeah, They're not like doing Portsmouth Guildhall and then like four months later, they're in Portsmouth Pyramid Centre doing another gig in Portsmouth because they're just a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They do this weird thing where they basically say they don't want to do press in every city they go to because then they can't enjoy going into like traveling. The city. So they do like a yeah. t- uh, they do a tour around Europe exclusively to do press with no gigs. Well, they do a few little like fan gigs with the promise that when they tour, no press. They can just like chill out. Okay. Which I'm on board. Yeah, that's fairly normal. Well, the, that, I'm guessing for them that's like a first, right? Whereas previously it's just like work, work, yeah, work, 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 yeah, work, yeah. Work, that work, is work, a work, bigger work, work, band. Work. Build sort of the build thing. the brand, build yeah. the band, build the brand, build the brand. Um, so they do uh. A European tour, and it's kind of like medium-sized venues starting to knock on arena-type size venues. Uh, they do their first like proper UK arena tour, so they do like, Wembley Arena would be what happens, and this is the first time they play Wembley Arena, for example. Uh, this is the first time I see them, so that's very important context there. Very. Important. I see them at the Bo- the Bournemouth International Centre on the fifth of December two thousand and three. Oh, yeah, big. At the Bic. Uh, they start to like step up the whole stage show thing a bit more now. You know, they've, they're going down a path that 
that becomes the muse. What is their stage show? Because I'm I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just conscious that on the next commentary we might not see the extent of it. Because no, because it's, it's just because it's just festivals. Yeah. So uh, the Hollow Balloons are at every gig. They're no longer a special one-off. They're like a thing. Excellent. They've so they've got three very big LED screens with like graphics and artwork and stuff like that. They've got like confetti cannons. They've got. I mean, it's not that mad sounding when you compare it to now. So no, like concept, like they have. These no, days. it's, it's just there's just like, like more, a added more, more elaborate stuff. Like Chris is on a big riser off to one side of the stage. Nice. Uh, Matt's got now a, he's got a piano that like lights up like the bit from Close Encounters. It's like looks like that. Amazing. So when he plays sure. it lights up like the bit from Close Encounters. Great, great. Uh yeah, they just, you know, that's that's starting to become a bit of like their thing is that they basically stuff. They basically tour up until the end of the year. They stayed UK Europe in like the autumn and then like December is the UK basically. And then they break up for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> well, we know what the uh, know what the Christmas episode is going to be called, don't we? They break up for Christmas, <laughs> and that is when Crifts gets married. That's nice. Crifts nice. Nice. gets married. Uh, started so 2004. They do Australia to do like the big day out, which I thought was one festival, but it's like it tours around. Yeah, the it's like country. a touring festival. Yeah. Yeah, which is something they also do in South America. So, like, when they do, like... Like, Lollapalooza is, is a... When they do South America, I think it tours around South America. It does, like, six different countries. How do they... And is, is now a really good way where artists are able to play in South America without it sort of being really costly to them. How the fuck do they move an entire festival that quickly? Or do they not? It's not like Friday, Campsites Saturday, and... Sunday night in three different oh, it... sites. No, no, it's, is like, it not? Just, is it's it not? just like going to a day gig. Yeah, it's like going to a London festival. Uh, so it doesn't have to have yeah. like all those facilities. Because that'd be mad. Like, imagine no, no, setting no, no, up no, like no. Glast- Glastonbury in six different cities <laughs> a week apart. <laughs> um, so yeah, the start of, start of 2004, they do like Australia and Japan and like a bit more Europe. Uh, in the springy time... So Mushroom Records that they're signed to. Boy, oy, 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 oy. Don't know what that means. Springy time. Oh, twats. Uh, gets sold to Warner Brothers. Oh, which okay. by extension, this is interesting. Which by extension, oh god, he's being sarcastic. And yeah. I want to stop halfway through the story. No, no, keep going. <laughs> so by extension, Muse gets signed to Warner Brothers, which now means they have a record label in the states. Oh, you're the worst <laughs> person I've ever met. <laughs> you're a twat. Uh, yeah, no, which no. means which means then Absolution then finally gets released in the states in March 2004. So they finally wow, get cool. a release in the states, and then from April like into summer, they basically start touring the states for the first time in years, and they. So basically, the, US, the USA at this point becomes an entirely separate project to the rest of the world. So in the right, UK, so they're like Europe, playing in like clubs. They are literally playing campus bars, like nice. Bars. That's so, cool. so in so in the UK, cool. they are playing arenas. Do they still use the three huge LED screens and they, the hula balloons? They, they have do. one hula balloon because it's all they've got room for. They've got oh no, they just <laughs> no, they've got like, twenty. They just get oh balloons. my god, they just yeah. get balloons from just for fun or whatever the American equivalent. Oh nice, yeah. Um, they got twenty. So yeah, the, the US case becomes a whole new project where it's like, well, we now need to like we're essentially a new band in America because Origin Symmetry yeah. didn't get released in America. Bear in mind, Showbiz did, but first album small 
I imagine not much of a following. So basically, whilst they're doing arenas and big festival gigs in the rest of the world, in America, they're basically starting from scratch. And that basically becomes a lot of what happens for the sort of... So summer 2004, they do a lot of festivals. And then the late, the basically the tail end of 2004 and then in 2005 is just... The, the, the work is trying to break America. And obviously in the summer of 2004 so, yeah, is, summer is probably where we will leave them, no, right? Not quite. Well, it should be because our next episode takes I place would, in the summer I'm, of 2004. I would, but I'm just... <laughs> you just shut up. It's my podcast. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> it's my season. Would you rather I said that, Steve? Not even no, it's then, my no. podcast. No, okay, sorry. No, you would rather I said it's my podcast. Fine, I will say that. That's fine. Um, June 27th, 2004, they headline glasto for the first time mm. which we'll talk about in next week's episode. big big deal but yes very big big deal we won't go into too much detail because we're going to cover that is released as a dvd uh in 2005 uh which we'll cover on the next episode later into the summer chris breaks his wrist they have to cancel a load of gigs he breaks his crist he breaks his crists yes. oh god his rifts <laughs> he breaks his wrist. <laughs> uh they have to cancel a few gigs, but then they're due to headline V. And so they're like, we're not going to cancel. We don't need to cancel that. And so this is when they bring in Morgan Nichols, who's of a band called The Senseless Things. And at that time, he's playing as the bass player for The Streets. And he basically has to learn their entire set in 10 days. And he plays with Matt and Dom at V Festival cool. as the bassist. Crifts does a little bit of tinkling on some keyboards and it's like a hype man. He like throws the hollow balloons out and just kind of just like is there. Oh, um, that's quite sad. I know, and they're headlining V. Throws some balloons out. That's not a hype man. Um, that's a sad man. He plays like, you know, some of the backing <laughs> bits. Well, and the bit that's kind of, the kind of what comes off of this is, so Chris is playing some of the stuff that would normally possibly be backing tracked on, a, on keys because he can manage it with a broken, with his cast or whatever. This essentially is starting the relationship with Morgan Nichols, who to this day is now their man on the keys yeah he's like cool he's like their live dude um they end of the year this is where we're going to end it because it makes sense because this is officially the end of the absolution era even though the next excellent glastonbury they end the year with two massive shows at london Earls court uh 19th and 20th of december and it's like their biggest muse only gigs to date cool uh lucas do you have any merchandise that you'd like to share with us that isn't the CD copy of Absolution? Well, do you know what? You'll be glad to hear. Sorry, uh, two seconds. We do have a theme tune. Steve, I don't know if you have done any extra or if it's the same. Steve, if you want to give us the theme tune for Merch Corner. Uh, Look at this Merch Corner. In the corner. If you could just put some loads of like kind of uh, auto tune at the end, Steve, there. please just say you have any effect that isn't auto tune because that no auto tune a, a whole different software piece. And my editing, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we, you promised, you promised it now. <sighs> uh, what have we got? We got a CD. Or... You'll, do you know what? You'll be really happy to hear. And I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. I, I've DVD, discovered we've seen I don't own. Absolution on CD. Wait, really? You no. don't own Hullabaloo or Absolution on CD? No, I do have Hullabaloo. Did I say I don't own Hullabaloo? Yes. On, right. Correction corner. 
I own Hullabaloo Steve, on if we could get the theme for Correction Corner. Correction Corner! Yeah. Great. Good. I own Hullabaloo on CD. <laughs> okay. I Absolution don't own on Absolution on CD. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so what is in the merch corner? Is, is there anything? Merch corner. Okay, see on the wall there? That's the vinyl. Excellent. Yep. Se- okay, se- well, second episode uh, in a row where I've just pointed at my wall and gone, yep. And before you ask, Adam, yeah, okay. the actual the actual physical and, record uh, is in that frame. Over the last over the last sort of like uh, two weeks worth of podcasting, what will be a month for some people, uh, all of that stuff that we've talked about and we've considered and we've discussed, was that music? I mean, I haven't finished Merch Corner, though. So stop that. Okay. Got, I've got the DVD. Still got a sticker on the front. Yep. Got that. Look got at Steve's face. I out. think he's legitimately lost the will to live. Time is running out single on CD. Standalone. <laughs> Which is weird because I've got the Absolution box set. Now, this is actually quite good. It's a box set and it's got. It's got all the singles in them in their various forms inside it. So it's got Sing for Absolution. Yeah, it's quite a nice box, isn't it? It's got Sing for Absolution. Fun fact: uh, this was bought to me by uh, someone who r- was mentioned earlier on the podcast, and I walked into Alex and I, Hollis, and, and I remember walking into her bedroom and going, <laughs> "Is that a present for me?" And her being like, "Fuck," because she left it out. <laughs> it was meant to be like a birthday present and she just left it out on the side and I was like, good one, it's right there. Uh, anyway, uh, Sing for Absolution, times two. Hysteria, times two. Time is running out, times two. Butterflies and Hurricanes, times two. So that's that. That's that. And I've got the Time is Running Out standalone single two. I don't know why. I've got that. You just told, you showed that already. Yep, cool. Uh, something I forgot to mention, by the way, when we're talking about, when we're talking about singles, uh, is uh, Apocalypse Please was released as a single. Live from right. live, live from Glastonbury, Apocalypse Please was released as a download only single uh, with proceeds going to charity. So that's have you got that in the merch corner? Technic what, what the download? Yeah. So technic so technically there was five singles off of uh, off of that album. Do you know what merchandise is? Yeah, Are these product products you bought. <laughs> Guys, all of that across, uh, you know, two episodes, a month's worth of podcasting for some people, uh, all of that that we've talked about, we've heard and we've discussed, was that music? It was some of the best music. Yes, it was. Yeah, I also think that it was it was music. Uh, we, we've run out of <sighs> Was it music when you broke again? my heart and didn't like the album and, like... Shat on my shat on my <laughs> dreams and my soul. We have unfortunately, uh, like our time has actually run out, uh, which brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Stephen Lucas, yeah, for 
joining on the okay our next episode uh is uh is next week and it's the commentary for uh the absolution dvd which includes the glastonbury 2004 performance so do make sure that you tune in uh to that but in the meantime it is your turn to talk so come and find us on our social media let us know what you think of the album let us know what you think we think of the album uh what you think of this episode of anything we've talked about today we love hearing from you all you can find us on twitter at what is music pod instagram at what is music pod tiktok at what is music and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer you can have us read it on the show when we have fucking time and we don't do like two and a half hour long episodes you can email uh what is music pod at gmail.com and we also have a couple of ways that you can uh support us financially you know other than just listening if you would like to 100% listening to us is supporting us but there is a financial way to support us one of those is to buy our merchandise if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you can find some stupid designs and one cool one and I think you know we'll have uh, we'll have an absolution specific one doesn't matter we'll have some uh, absolution specific ones up <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, if you just want to chuck us a few quid, you don't fancy the merch, even even the cool one, you can go to coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash whatismusic. Um, goes towards our running cost, all donations. Really thankful for all of those. Uh, and that about uh, does it, guys. Another short episode. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, thank you again for listening, and we will leave you with, obviously, just our traditional one piece of advice um don't rule your secrecy or secrecy will rule you which is actual advice yeah (laughs) sure but don't have